I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, what up? Real Coach AB here. We're about to get after it. Sean Salisbury is about to join me right now. Sean, what up? What's happening, man? How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. It's on your end, brother, not mine. Uh, I can barely hear you. It's low. It's got to be on your end because I'm loaded up as always, my man. There you, there you go. go. There you go. Why are you bullshitting? There you go. See, now you fix your shit. You, I, didn't, I had nothing to do it on my It's your shit. Nah, see, everybody's talking about your shit's low, and, and you're on 28 fucking shows a day, and fucking you don't know what side is coming and what side's going. Man, you better quit bullshitting when I roll up in here. This is live, Rob Carter. We are live right now. You want me to tell you to fuck you? I'll tell you right now. Fuck you, Rob. That's why. You, you know we're live. That's how you know you're live. You know, you know how you know you're live, Sean? I tell these fat bitches that, that hit me up in my DMs, I say, hey, how do I know it's really you? She said, this is really me. I said, well, give me a picture. I want a video right now telling me, calling me a slap dick. And they can't do it. They can't do it, Sean, because they're fake. They're these fake-ass box trolls. Yep. Try, try to, try to, try to what, what do I like to call it? Trying to... Uh... Well, they, they got to eat, number one. You know that. The bots got to eat, too. Okay? Okay. Hey, look at this. You, you have bullshit. Now, is that red wine? Fucking red wine. You know, I'm oh, going to give you. Gosh. I've been doing, a review. I've been doing these. Uh, I've been looking at this guy. He's a world-famous He's a world famous wine reviewer. And he did a 1,000 wines under $30 that nice. are legitimate. That are legitimate. And this one's one of them. Bogle. Have you ever seen this? The nope. Bogle family. I haven't. It's why, you, why you got to be stunting on them hoes, though? Huh? <laughs> hey, what are you uh, supposed to do? Are you supposed to air it out? Like, yeah, let it sit for a second. Open that cork and let it sit. But I already opened it, it up, last night. I already had some last night. Let that red wine breathe, okay? I, I, all right, hold on one second. Find out if it's got legs. Hey, I'm taking a live call right now. Hold on. Carlos Thompson, you're live on my show right now because I've been trying to get a hold of your slapdick ass because I got a job for your motherfucking ass. I got a CFL, I got a CFL coach who wants you right now. Man, coach, tell him I'm ready. I I've been in here training. I was in the gym. Hey, training myself and these kids. Are you in, are you in Houston at home? Yes, sir. Look it, I got Sean Salisbury, legendary fucking fat hoe chasing coach. Yeah, never been. He played in the NFL a long time. He lives in Houston. He does uh, iHeartRadio. But anyway, um, I'm gonna have him. He's gonna. I'm gonna have him come talk to you, man. But but look, the head coach at, and the, the best quarterback team, trainer in the country. You might want to throw that into him. Interested, too. and uh, he's. I'm gonna go to Vegas with him tomorrow, 
for the East-West Shrine game. I was just with them at the NFL Players Association uh, game in Rose Bowl. Eddie George is the head coach. Anyway, he's interested in you, and uh, he wants to come work you out next week. So I'm going to hit you up after my show right now, and then uh, answer the phone. I'll call you back. All right, I got you, cause I'll be here. I'm, I'll be here waiting. All right, later. All right, later. So you better do, do that. I You know what they call that? They call that flexing on hoes. Oh yeah, why you got to flex on on live radio or live YouTube? Why you got to flex, dude? Hey, I got to flex on them hoes. You got to. You got to. You got to what? Flex on them hoes. <laughs> that was a live flex right there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now go like this. Let's see what kind of legs it's got. You know what that yeah, means? Yeah, that's what Pat Perez taught me that. Pat Perez taught me that. I, it's got some legs. Look at that shit running on the side of that fucking, uh, look at that shit sticking on that glass. There you go. You see them, see them legs? Hey, 30, $30 wine sticking on them legs. Them legs, like, they got some fat hole legs. So wait a minute. So you tell them when they, you tell them to slide into your DMs, they slide into your DMs and you say, prove you're not a bot and they can't. Is what you're telling me, right? Can't do it. They can't. They can't send me that slapdick video. You're asking for it, huh? Oh, I'm asking for it. And they don't play. They can't do it. Then you just you don't hear from them anymore. Right. And then Sean, here's a key indicator. I like. I love fucking with them. Every time they call me, they hit me up on DMs and shit. I said, uh, "Where are you from? Texas. All right. What city? Texas. I right said, there. really." Right there, said, there is a Texas city, Texas. But I said, "What city are you in in Texas?" I'm in Texas, and then her the English of them are so bad. I said, "Why do you already know? You're in fucking Ghana somewhere. Shut the fuck up, you fucking bot." Did you tell them that? Uh, it's the same thing when I uh, when I get that message from the uh, the prince in Nigeria that wants my bank account number. Oh yeah. And my routing number says he's got 10 mil for me. Oh. Sometimes I send him all my information, my social security card, and say, I got you. Go ahead, man. No, I really don't, but some people. So you like they slide right up in your DMs. That's all you can tell me right now. Oh, fuck, yeah. It's unbelievable. Why do you think they love you so much, man? Um, do you bring it? I mean, why do, you think they, why do you think they love you? Why do you think they slide up in there on you? You know what? You ever heard of a fucking lead pipe? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what it is. I carry it around all the time. Um, to protect well, myself. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's a fuck, I, you know, lead pipe. I mean, it, it ain't hard. It ain't easy to come by, but yet it's hard to get rid of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, I mean, basically they love you is what you're telling me. Oh yeah. I mean, they you, love you, you, short, you, and tall. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you, you can't, know, I mean, can you, you can't blame them though. Right. Can't blame them. Hey, Sean, this is live video. This is live. This is how you do real live shit. I take a phone call from a former player, try to get him a CFL gig. You're on talking fat hoes. I'm pouring wine. The legs on this thing is something like a fucking Kardashian. Look at the legs on that thing. Look at the legs on that. Dude, when did you switch from, from whiskey or bourbon to red wine on our show what the hell you I, think I, is, I, you know what's what? next a white wine spritzer you bitch no fuck no i don't do no goddamn white are you drinking cold white fucking kim crawford or something come, come over you're you're probably after your nightcaps going from you, you go from uh hen on your nightcap and now you start drinking white claws what a bitch come in here yelling at De Derek carr pissed off at kirk cousins 
Hey, Tell them they got to trade Justin I Fields. Ever, if I the whole world. fucking White Claw, if I ever drink a White Claw, you, I, I, I'm giving you the permission. You can fucking have me castrated. If I, if I even sip a White Claw, dude, I think you go claw on him, dude. I think you're sneak attack claw. That's what I think, man. I think you don't like to to to, to let it known. Tough guy. I think you roll. But right now, it's in question. See, it was never in question. It'd be like before tonight. If you tell me you're going, that, that I said you go the claw, and you say, oh, hell no, I would have believed you. But you come up in here asking for legs and let it breathe and are throwing red wine on a 7 o'clock quarterback breakdown show. Look at that. And you want me to, and I say white claw, and you say, if I ever, you know, I guarantee I turn in that refrigerator on your bar, and there's about, Three claws and a dog on. What's the other one called? What, it's white claw. What's the one? Hey, oh no, I know what it is. Your good, your bitch ass has a truly up in there, a lime truly. Okay, I guarantee. And then you say, hey, here's what happens. They try to slide into your truly. I just heard about that. I just yeah. heard about what a fucking truly is. Yeah, they slide into your DMs, and the first thing they say is, "Bitch, you drink trulys. Get out." They 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 make you leave your own DMs. <laughs> Jeez, man, guy goes. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I guarantee our listeners right now agree with me. You went from tough guy yelling at Derek Carr for throwing it to the wrong guy to white claw truly and red wine, and then to cap it off with a white wine spritzer. Hey, representing Bogle, Bogle, reach out to your boy if you want. You need an ad sponsor. I need a sponsor, Bogle. Uh, Sean cannot accept. Sean has 28 shows, and iHeart doesn't accept Bogle. But Bogle, you can come over. I accept it. I, I ain't too proud to beg. By the way, you probably also got some hummus. I do. I do hummus now. I'm I guarantee you got hummus. Hey, like the I red. Don't lie, Sean, I don't lie. You can call out a shit if I have it. I'm gonna. T- I'm a true. I'm a truth serum. It's like I am truth serum. If you ask me, I cannot lie. I just don't lie. I, I can't do it, Sean. So. I have fucking hummus right now in my refrigerator. And I'm going to tell you right now, you take some fucking crumbled goat cheese and you throw it on that hummus and you get a cracker. I'm telling you right now, hummus with goat cheese is you got on- that red pepper. You got that red pepper hummus with goat yes. cheese. There yeah, you go. That's fucking what I got right now. You know why I know? Because I eat it too. So I got to quit bullshit. See, you know you eat that shit. You, you probably made yourself a veggie charcuterie board too, did you? <laughs> now I can't. Hey, hey listen, far, now we got people on. Here's another thing. I'm gonna invite JB. Like, hey man, let's go to brunch. Like when I come out and visit you, and we're in Scottsdale together, going to see Pat, and you know, rolling up on a Phoenix Open. I say, hey, JB, let's go. Let's go to brunch, and you know, getting ourselves like we're drinking and a, a hardcore spicy Bloody Mary. You ask them, can I get a carafe of mimosas? That's what your shit does. Give me a mimsy. And that's what you call them, too, don't you? Hey, yeah, can I get a grape? I'd, I'd like a, uh, the, the, some champagne. How about that? Uh, give me some of that Le, LeClique or LeCluke, whatever the hell the hell, David, that shit you is. You know all that shit. I yeah. have never even heard of what the fuck you're talking about right say, now. Give me that Vouve. That's what it is. It's Vouve LeClique or something. And by the way, could you add uh, some grapefruit juice so I can, or a mango Mimsy? That's you, dude. Roll, and, and oh, by the way, then you got to toughen right back up and say, "Yeah," and bring me some motherfucking biscuits and gravy with my Mimsy. See that, and some and some red hot spicy sauce on that thing too. There we go. Hey, and, and you want to sit back here and tell me Purdy ain't gonna throw a bang ass post, right? Hey. <laughs> 
Do you call a martini a fucking mar? Do you say I'm going to order a dirty mar like a fucking bitch does? A dirty mar? Yeah, and I'm going to call you my boo bear, too. What the fuck? Are you serious? My mar. Yeah. My, my partner on radio sometimes likes to call smoking a cigar smoking a pole. And I said, bitch, don't ever come on here and say, hey, Sean, you smoke a pole? No. I said, no, I smoke a cigar, a stogie, a stick. Yes. But I don't, I never had a, I said, you go ahead and stick. I love him to death. And I know he knows the death. I said, don't come on here saying it. Yeah, I said, do this. Go up to your buddies or go up to a gal in the bar, a lady in the bar, because you got a cigar, and ask if she wants to join you, that you and both your buddies are going to smoke some poles. And then see what she says. Or see what, or see what the bartender says. They look at you like you're a dumbass. He was crying, laughing. He said, "Sean, you gonna go home and smoke a pole?" I said, "No, I, I can't. I, I, I can, I can, conf- I can neither confirm nor deny, but I can deny that no, I'm gonna smoke a, a cigar." Hey. And so, but that's what he calls a cigar, and I'm like, "Oh hell no!" I got a funnier picture for you. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Right, hey, you know, here's what I tell all. Here's what I tell all. Here's what I tell all the athletes. Before you don't hit sin just yet. I tell all the athletes when I go to clinics or when I'm giving a speech, I said, listen, if your mother, your sister, your daughter, or your grandma, you'd be embarrassed if they read it or saw it, don't hit sin. And you're sitting there tempted to say enter right now, aren't you? I'm going to share because I like it. I I love being honest and this is a true depiction of what the fuck's going on in Kansas City. To all you Kansas City haters out there that hate JB right now because I've called your glorious quarterback overrated, this is the perfect picture. I've been sent this picture by everybody, including Lucy, who's in the chat right now. I want Sean Salisbury to see this picture, and I want Sean Salisbury to own this picture. And understand, this is the real fucking depiction of what's going on in Kansas City. Dude, that's wrong, man. What, uh, is it that? Is that uh, Tanya Harding? Is that the Tanya Harding? That 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 one where they took a pipe to her leg? What's the <laughs> other girl's name? Fucking uh, Tanya Harding was the one who hit her, right? Yeah, fucking uh, the other one was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's who it is. That's fucking Tanya Harding. That's that just hit fucking Mahomes over the fucking head. I had a high ankle sprain. You think his ankles hurting him? It's got to be hurting him, right? He can't. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no way he goes one hundred percent. I had a, We were getting ready to play Stanford. My sophomore year, Elway was a senior. Uh, we beat him, and I beat him. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. But I came off two weeks with my guy John. I, I always remind. Are you him. fucking two and overs him, dude? I'm undefeated against Favre, Elway, and Young. And they're all they're all three in the Hall of Fame, and I'm on here talking about. And I'm on here t- talking about you. You get bots slide into your DMs, and they got mustard colored jackets in the Hall of Fame. My guys do, but I kid him about it. You know, John said, "You know, I am two and zero against you." But anyway, Nancy Kerrigan. I, yeah, yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. So I had a high ankle sprain, but we had two weeks before we played him, and it was at a national televised game. And Pat Hayden was doing it on the broadcast. I remember when he was doing CBS. Yeah. And uh, we beat him at Stanford, but I had high ankle sprain, so I had a tree. It felt like I was getting treatment every 20 minutes, right? But we had two weeks, went out there and played and had a good game. It was a little bit tender, but, you know, the adrenaline gets flowing. I had a big old spat job on and We won, but I'm thinking of Mahomes, and if it's a, tr- if it looked painful, looked oh, like yeah. he could put a lot of pressure. 
and that guy shows up to work all the time. You know, I don't ever doubt his toughness. And he, uh, and so, but a week, I can't imagine that he's going to have that full ability to drive off that when he wants to reset and slide or take that quick twitch move, you know, that urgent move outside to get where he's going. But if he's at 90%, I'm not worried about his ability to make a play. I'm really not. No, I'm not. But I, I here, let me get before this is off the kilter here. We're going to get the show started. I haven't seen Sean in feels like three weeks. So when we do the show, we have to bullshit with everybody. I appreciate everybody in the, in the like hitting the, hit the like button. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Sean's on iHeart every morning. I'm on the Coach JB show every morning. I got Brandon Fajoko, D tackle for the Chargers on my show live tomorrow. Great uh, dude. Great dude. Tough, great hit. Great dude. Great oh, fan. Dude. dude, he's a, his family's phenomenal. Phenomenal, oh, no, his family. phenomenal people. Yeah, his dad's more famous than him. Hell, his old man knock your ass six ways to Sunday too. Hell, now, yeah. you look at all the brothers. You know, they're all his siblings. Hell yeah, they, they can all bench press a team bus, and pops can bench press those guys and the team bus. They live out by you. All they, Bra- Brady's living in Dallas. Yeah, they're a loving family, man. They're phenomenal, great people, man. Yeah, all the Usos, man. Uh, yeah. but look, Sean, I, I brought it up the other day. I said, you know. I love that Mahomes said, fuck no, I'm not coming out this game. That is what I love to see from the quarterback position. So I, I praise the shit out of him. I never catch I never question his toughness or character as a oh, guy. Oh, I know you I know how much you like him, dude. You I know do. what I mean? I just I want people to understand, stop anointing this guy as the GOAT when he's thrown two touchdowns and two Super Bowls, by the way, less than any other quarterback in the history of the fucking sport, and four interceptions mm-hmm. and two Super Bowls. And He's yet he's lost a Super Bowl, won one, and he's had arguably the best roster in football. I think Andy Reid can plug and play any quarterback with a fucking brain and be pretty good. History explains that clearly. Pretty good, yes. Pretty good, yes. Alex Smith, but you know damn well. AJ Feely, coach, had a hell of a season. Philly, and then Henny's. Seems to come in and make every play when he comes off the bench. No, I'm not arguing with you in the fact that that Andy. I think Andy and Mike Tomlin are very put Belichick the goat aside. I can make the argument that Andy and Mike Tomlin are the best coaches in football. I think Mike Tomlin Tomlin's friggin' brilliant. He Mike Tomlin had no business going nine and eight this year, right? But with Andy and the way he Andy's the best play caller in football. You can give me all the other cats you want. Yep. Andy Reid is the best play caller. In yep. all of football, and that's they, they, no no offense, but I don't think you can argue with me much on that. But I will say this: is yes, he can make all these players some serviceable, some really good. You're exactly right. The difference is he's been able to expand his offense with Pat to a place that at times Andy probably didn't think he was going to do it because some of that Andy's not expanding. Mahomes is right with his ability, but Andy is like damn, okay, we're going to run a shovel pass on the two-yard line to our flex tight end on a, a, when he comes down in motion like he's going to crack on the, on the nose, right? And we'll shovel pass it for a touchdown in the red zone on third and two after Mahomes went nine for nine on the drive, and we're, we're tied. I mean, that's the balls they have. But I, I do believe this, and I, I believe this with all my – with everything that Mahomes obviously has elevated it. But I, you, you beg a good question from me. I've been mulling this over. I hold Mahomes like you in the highest regard. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a phenomenal talent. The truth of the matter is you've got the, be- the, the, the best pocket quarterback of, the, of the, this under 30, under 25 group is Joe Burrow, period. He's the next – he's that guy, and he can extend. They're, it's like one and one A, and Mahomes is better at 
all the other stuff, but can still beat you from the pocket. So off schedule and all that. And Joe's good off schedule, but he lives in the pocket. Patrick's better. I mean, he lives off schedule, but he can still beat you from the pocket. So it's six and one half dozen the other. If and let's just say Cincinnati wins, and I actually think they're going to. Uh, I'm root for. I love Andy. I've known him for 30 years. I know you've known him, and and this I think it's a hell of a matchup. But if Mahomes loses this game, and let's say they don't win the Super Bowl next year, they will get to the playoffs. When do the whispers start? I'm not saying they should. I'm asking this. When do the whispers start? And here's Burrow now. Rookie, you're going to be the rookie of the year. Blows out his knee. Comes back the next year. Has him in a Super Bowl. Has him a game away from the Super Bowl this year, and he's been in the league three years. 3-0 and versus Mahomes. Right, and 3-0. and And all of that was, I think, in a recent calendar year. We flipped back into January. He's 3-0 and within a 12-month time. Now he's got a chance at four. And they've been on the road and at home. The question I have is, because I think these two are the best in the league, is when will the whispers start? I mean, people obliterate Aaron Rodgers for only winning one Super Bowl and losing in NFC Championship games. Will the, But he's had a longer career. But will the whispers start, and will it go one way or the other? Yeah, but look, Mahomes gets him there every year, so you can't criticize. Or Mahomes gets him there, and you can criticize because he's not closing the deal. Which one is it? Now, he's got one. I think he's, But everybody thought, oh, he's going to go in five or six or seven. And maybe he will, but that, 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 people don't realize sometimes how hard that is to do. Shit, some never go back. Ask Dan Marino after 1984. So I, I think there's more pressure on him in this game than there is Joe Burrow. Now, when we say that – the truth is there's pressure on all these fucking guys. It's the final four. You want to win. Your legacy's on the line. Wins and losses. It's horse shit that it's a quarterback stat, but it is. And they, But we don't ever say, hey, man, the left tackle was 120 and 12. We don't ever say that. We don't say it about the, the right guard or the middle linebacker. We talk about rings. For the quarterback, it's, and it's stats, rings, wins, and championships. For the middle linebacker, it's tackles, Pro Bowls. Uh, rings. Oh yeah, and he won two rings, and then all these tackles. He's a, he was in the Pro Bowl fifteen times. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. For the left tackle, it's fifteen Pro Bowls and got two rings. That that that's how we do it. So there's different levels. But the truth is, when do the when will the rumors start? I don't even know the rumors. When will the talking under their breath a little bit about hmm? He well, we, we remember we crushed Manning because he couldn't beat Florida in college, right? Everybody got on Peyton. But it's 11 on 11, so let's make this fair. If he gets beat by Cincinnati and they eliminate again, will the rumors start? Will, it, will, will, the, will the talk start that, yeah, I don't know, man. Or will, it, will we, we just dismiss it because we all love Mahomes and know how great he is? See, that, Sean, I've been asking this for two years now. I've been saying how – it's the Kobe-LeBron thing to me. Where did we just say fuck Kobe Bryant and pass him by like he wasn't shit? Like, I, I don't hear Kobe Bryant's name mentioned ever. And I'm sitting here thinking, hold the fuck on now. How It's all about what have you done for us now? Late, this is what have you done for me lately, life we live, Sean. You know as well as I do. Nobody gives a shit who won the Super Bowl last year. They're going to talk shit now who's winning or losing it this year. Of course. And, and Sean, as soon as this Super Bowl's over, they're going to fucking give you the odds for the next one. And I just don't get By the next day. You're exactly right. Day, yeah. And so I've been saying it for a while. Let's not anoint this guy so fast because you're only setting him up for failure. 
it's and un- that's what unfair. they're doing with unfair Mahomes expectations, right? Unfair issue. When Andy Reid retires in two, three years, I don't know. Maybe he will go longer. I, I hope he does. But when he does, then you're going to have the, oh, well, Mahomes is 30 now. So, but he still hasn't won one uh, since the first one. So now what, what is it going to be? Is he old now or is it Andy Reid gone and he goes to shit? Because if you put Mahomes in any other place, I, I truly believe this. If you put him anywhere else, I believe he is a great talent. We're going to look at him like a, a, a Josh Allen. We're going to look at him like a Murray and a Lamar. He's a freak, but he's bad to average because of what's surrounding him. He's not that guy that that can go into another place and win a Super Bowl right away like a Brady did because he needs so much around him. And I give him so much credit. I give Andy Reid a lot of credit for going the route they've done without Tyreek Hill. And let's make no mistake about it. Travis Kelsey's still fucking one of one. And they have guys that now are longer on the edge, but not the scat back quick explosive guy like Tyreek Hill. But you know what? I believe Andy Reid's allowed that Mahomes to step in the pocket, use the pocket a little better. He's become a better quarterback this year. But I still don't think he's that elite guy that everyone thinks he is. And he's got to win another Super Bowl. But to be fair, Sean, Burrow has to win a Super Bowl or he's – Oh, yeah. Or we're going to dog – you're going to say he's 0-2, of course. Yeah, he's in the same boat. That's exactly right. See, I, I I think Mahomes is an elite talent. Now, if he came to the Houston Texans, would they be better next year? Yeah. Would they make the playoffs? Maybe not. But it's the AFC South, right? Um, but I think when you're talking about the perfect mix of play caller and quarterback, it's perfect. But I can also make the argument that if Andy Reid had anything aside from Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and give me one other dude, that Andy Reid would be coming up shy as well, as good as he is. So I, I, I but, but it, the, the narrative would change if, Pat doesn't have Andy. Andy doesn't have Pat. But if they were, if Pat was on a different team, but in this, I see, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs have the best weapons in this AFC game. Offensively, this roster, I think the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals perimeter people, running backs, wideers, I think they're better. I, I, I think now that they lost Tyreek Hill, now that said, that doesn't mean Kansas City can't with all that speed. Kelsey makes up for about three dudes. I'm just talking about the whole depth of it. The Cincinnati Bengals offense, quarterback, yeah. two running backs. Get the tight end involved. Hell, they could use drafting that kid from Georgia this year to elevate them late in the first round. And the, the you know, the big O, I think, is what they call him. And with those three wide receiver perimeter guys, I think the Cincinnati Bengals offensive weapons are as good as anybody in the NFL. I agree. And I think I think Burrow and the Bengals smoked the Chiefs this weekend. Bad. I think they beat them pretty bad. Like, well, what are we talking about? Like 31-17 type of game? 31-20? That bad? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. I What's think the- I think Burrow's had enough. I think Burrow's going to say, you know what? I'm dropping my nuts on your ass right now because this is who I am. I'm that fucking guy. I think Burrow is that guy. I think Mixon plays a huge role this week. I think Chase goes off, and they're going to try to double his ass. They do not have the defensive guys on set in the secondary to cover Higgins, Boyd, and Hurts, Hurst at tight end, and then try to deal with Chase on a one-on-one. Well, they do not have the you, personnel you, you with Burrow throwing that ball on time like he does. You mentioned Mixon. They could actually – he could actually, like, be a guy who rushes for 100 and, to 110 and catches six, seven balls this week. Or 100 yards. he's an extremely – 
gifted player. So yes. I, I do. I don't like the. I, I'm not. I just think at home with with Mahomes, if he's close to his health, that it's going to be closer. But I do like Kansas City in the game. It, it's going to be a hell of a matchup, man. I, yeah, I can't. I, we got the four best teams in the league playing this week. Forget where they're seated. Yeah, I, I could care less about that because you have what the one seed and the three seed. Is it no? Was it the Cincinnati's three seed? Right. Yeah, one seed and the three seed in one, and the one seed and the two seed in the other. Point is, sometimes we say, "Oh, they upset. They're not the two seed. They shouldn't have been the two seed." These are the four best teams in the NFL. I, I know Buffalo doesn't want to hear it, but I'm sorry. You had a team waltz into your building and beat and, and, and beat you. And, they're, and they're, by the way, on the tragic event on Monday night, they were going to beat the shit out of them then too. And it, it got delayed for the right reason, you know, to delay it. But they playoff game, you have to play it. And they went into the snow and beat you in your building in one of the more hostile and tough buildings to win in. So, I think we got the four best teams playing. I like Cincinnati in this game. I do. Oh, you like Cincinnati? Okay, me too. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Um, whole question. Uh, overrated or overvalued Josh Allen? Overrated or overvalued? Now, when you say overrated, JB, here's the problem. You can be a great player a Hall of Fame player, and be overrated. Why? Overrated didn't say, matter of fact, I would say if somebody tells you you're overrated, that tells me that you have all the hype in the world and trying to live up to it's crazy. Overvalued tells me, like Kyler Murray's overvalued. He's making all that money and isn't bringing much to the table right now uh, and gets and helps and a coach is fired partially because his lack of good play and you know, they, you know, lost basically control of the team. That's overvalued. To me, Josh Allen, considering what he's done, I get the value they place on him. But considering after the game last year when he went into Kansas City and, and throw for throw matched him, and he's got such an enormous big body skill set. But this year he threw five red zone interceptions, and he put his team in a bind at times. Overrated only because I still think he's a top three or four quarterback in the league, but overrated considering we thought he was flying around in a blue and red suit and dressed in a phone booth. And at times he does, but the overrated part is the fact that there are some that think he's the best quarterback in football. And so that would be overrated because if you, if he's the fourth best and most people say he's the first or second best, that's called overrated. That means he's not a great player to me. It's, Josh Allen's going to have to do something different in the postseason at times for them to win. Can't turn the ball over. Here's my deal. Like, is it the media? That's why I tell everyone to pump your Of course your it is. Anointing, of course it is. Anointing these guys. We put it on these guys so hard because we anoint these guys as the Mahomes the, as the GOAT. I, I've heard people on ESPN say that Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm just like, wait a second. Are you fucking joking me? And then you got Josh Allen, who every year, by the way, Sean, this is the first team in NFL history who was Super Bowl favorites not to make the AFC title round. So think about that. So are you overvalued or overrated? I, I want to say this. Josh Allen, I believe, gets all this hype, but you have to be able to carry your team when someone else significant as you, like a Von Miller, goes down 
you have to say, listen, is Josh, is Von Miller more important to this team than me? Because that defense looked fucking horrific without Von Hit Miller. I'll tell you this. If, well, let's look at the other two quarterbacks at the, the top three consensus in the league. That guy and the two that are playing in the AFC. Tyreek Hill goes away. Mahomes is going to win the MVP. He showed you that he can do it, losing his best weapon, not named Kelsey, and other than Chris Jones, the best player on the team. Correct? Correct. Uh, take a look at Joe Burrow. I believe with all my heart that, well, we saw Jamar Chase was hurt during part of the season, and Joe just kept it rolling. That if all of a sudden Boyd or Higgins could not play in a Super Bowl, and the offensive line played like they did against Buffalo last week, they can still win the Super Bowl. I believe that. So I think Josh Allen can. I think the other two guys have proven that they that they can. Listen, Josh has had – they had uh, – Poyer at times was banged up. Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, losing Von Miller. There's some things they had to overcome. I hold Josh Allen in tremendously high regard. I just don't think he's the best quarterback in the league. Now, if you want to tell – when they say Mahomes, He's the GOAT greatest of all time. If you want to tell me you think he's the most dynamic talent more than Brady, of course he's more gifted than Brady when it comes to all the stuff you do. But he's not the GOAT. Matter of fact, there's the, that, that category is reserved for one cat right now. I am sorry. I know that they can have three or four mountain goats up there in Mount Rushmore. There's one who's got the biggest face on the mountain. And I'll be damned, and I, I don't see anybody right now. I know Burrow's good and Mahomes good, Allen's good. There ain't a one of them playing in 10 Super Bowls. Yes, they I, I sure uh, shit tell you You said that. you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. What do you think about that? I don't know. I couldn't see his face. And John and, I mean, Tom and Jim are tight, right? They're good buddies. And they pre-scripted this, right? They have right. production meetings, right? Right. So I'm part, part of me is thinking, was Tom just doing that with a smirk on his face to get people to say he's being sarcastic? Or was there an undertone of, dude, if I fucking knew, I'd fucking. So, but Jim, listen, Jim understands answers because Jim's a tough question asker. Jim's always been that way. His whole life. Yes. Jim knows about trying to get the right, the answer that you're trying to get from such Jim's a, a hell of an interviewer and he's a, and he's a bulldog. He knows Tom's going to drop F bombs and get after it. I don't believe, put it this way. If it was serious, I don't think Jim's that offended by it. Jim's thick skinned. You can give a shit. And Tom, uh, as you said at the end, all right, buddy, we'll say, I mean, they, they, we, listen, that's the problem with society. You can't ba- you can't b- bump heads or, you know, even if it was joking, fine. But if it wasn't, to have a little indifference and everybody goes in, oh, they're mad. I hate him. I'm going to, un- I'm going to block him. Uh, I'm never going to go on the show again. Just shut up. I'm not talking about Tom or Jim, the people who can't handle a little disagreement or even a battle or a, or a motherfucking back and forth. Like you do on the football God, field every day. Barbershop. Yes. It's crazy. No doubt. But to be offended when that and, and hold grudges, I, you know, I, listen, if I got if if I decided to eliminate, you know, some people say, "Oh, you're not going to be friends anymore. Going to block you." If I decided to get rid of friends that I argued with, would you have any? No. Or, or family? I mean, come on, man. We are, we, we, we're, like, we're looking. We are looking. We chase a ghost, man. We're always looking for something to bitch about. 
Tom Tom likes to swing f bombs. So what? Love. Jim Jim Gray's thick skinned. Who cares? Not Let's a big go deal. back to this. We we think he's the goat because of what he's accomplished. Ten Super Bowl, seven wins. Uh, it's I not a matter it. of think. He is. The, the, he this is. is not in question. He is. So we go back. We go back to the Ford players right now in the playoffs. There's only one motherfucker that can go to every one of those teams left and not lose a game, and that's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow on Frisco 49ers is a scary thought. Joe Burrow in fucking Kansas City is a scary thought. Joe Burrow in Philly is fucking really scary. Well, if Joe Burrow and that, listen, I think Purdy's been fantastic. uh, Jalen Hurts has been a, a quantum leap improvement guy. We know Mahomes. I can tell you this about Burrow. If he was on Kansas City, with Mahomes' injury, they'd be, if you flipped them, they'd probably be a four or five-point favorite if they're both at home. If he was on Philadelphia and Purdy was coming to town, they'd have him about an eight-and-a-half to nine-point favorite. If, if he was on San Francisco going into Philly, they'd be a four or five-point favorite going on the road if Burrow was a quarterback. Hey, this is the only reason. This is the only reason I, I, only reason I show this picture is for one reason, one reason only. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Just fucking tell me if I'm wrong, as I know you will. The most single most important drive of that football game was Henny going 98 yards and on first and 10, backed up on their minus one, they threw a fucking tight end stick route with no hesitation. Andy Reid plugs and plays his guys where other guys would have ran three run plays and punted the fucking ball out of there. And I have to just say, that is singly the most important drive of that football game, arguably because Mahomes was hurt the rest of the other ga- part of the game. So if you think about it, he goes 98 and win and scores. They won that game by seven. Trevor Lawrence played a pretty damn good game with an undermanned team and roster on the road for his first road playoff game. And the league better be put on notice about that motherfucker, number yeah, one. Well, and the drop shot he threw to Christian Kirk that the broadcast said was Locked overthrown. It. It hit hit him in two hands. Oh, fuck, perf- Matter of fact, if I can, you can't walk out there damn near and hand it any better than he did. It just was a drop. Now back to this, this uh, Henny. Oh, I, anybody who argues with you on what the most important drive and how impressive it was, Henny's ninety-eight yard drive is full of shit. Of course, hey, it was. Say, they ran the ball and they got a pi. Well, Shut up, well, Andy Reid, like you said, threw and on the very first down, the guy's still probably. Henny's been in the league a long time, so he knows what to do. Andy trusted he'd throw it to the right guy. And a little part, a little sidebar to that was a different situation. But I thought Kyle Shanahan sent a great message when they got the ball back from the Cowboys. Is Cowboys were going, they had to punt. Remember when they went? Right. Before they got the ball in the last one where the tight end didn't get his feet down. They punted, and there was about two minutes and seven or ten seconds to go. They had three timeouts plus two-minute warning. They punted, fair catch, balls at like their own 20 or whatever it was. And instead of handing it off, which everybody thought that Kyle Shanahan was going to do, you know what he did? He threw a quick slant to the left with Purdy on the first down call as if to say, middle finger to all you guys, I'm going to show you I trust the kid, which I think is important. People don't talk about it as a coaching part of that. I was talking to Eddie George, talking to Eddie George today, and we're going to go have some cigars later. He was, we were talking about, 
he threw the ball on first down because the two-minute warning was coming too. Yes. And people don't understand that as a coaching decision, we've seen Mike McCarthy fuck that up. And he wasted 40 fucking seconds to punt the football, which Dak could have used on that last drive. So the clock management, the timeouts, the decisions on first down are so critical from a head coaching perspective, especially when you're the play caller, as Shanahan is. That throw allowed that clock to go under two minutes, which people don't understand. There is no question because it would have stopped when the guy was tagged, would have stopped on the spot. By the time he catches it, runs, gets And they trusted that it was going to be an accurate non-incompletion. That's what he trusted. And yes. it was. Yes. So, brilliant stuff, man. I, uh, into, I love the four quarterbacks. I love the four teams, the defenses. Every team's got friggin' weapons galore on both sides of the ball. It's crazy. This is, if you are faint of heart, don't turn your TV on because there are going to be some people getting their dick knocked in the dirt. And if you can't handle pressure or watching your team play because the pressure, all four of these cats can handle it. This is going to be a great watch this weekend. I can't hey, wait. Speaking of getting their dick knocked in the dirt, what do you think about this? Right hand out. It doesn't stick. Then it hits him in the face mask. <laughs> and then he knows that hit's coming. The hit was coming? No, that, I mean, it should have. Knows it, that it hit's coming. Should have. I know what Greg was saying because Greg, would have, as a Titan, would have expected the same thing. Watch He this. knows that hit's He didn't even look at the guy. How many times do you see this in a game regularly? This is great by Kittle, who's a monster. And then he knows that hit's coming. That ball should have been. That's a, huge, that's a take one play. huge play in the great game. Huge play in the game. Well, he should have dislodged him. Holding up over the middle. Oh, what a catch by Kittle! Are you? Oh, Listen, I know how good Diggs is as a ball hawk. Sean, but can that you go? When you should have been fucking dislodged. Yes, it's. It was a huge. Look at the score. Nine to nine in the third quarter. It's a big play in a game. That he has got to unload. Catch my kittle! Are you kidding? He's got to dislodge the football. Sean, you I'll could just hit the ball with your hand. Yeah, yeah, just slap at the ball, right? Knock it out. Listen, hey, Sean, here's he the deal, real quick. Here's the deal. Nine to nine. Yes. Five and minutes I've been ago. on Twitter for fucking two days about this play with ex NFL players. And the OG NFL guys that I've talked to have said, Coach JB, this is the pussy softest league I've ever seen. I am fucking rolling over every day looking at this type of play. I don't want to hear the excuse of, are you going to pay us $25,000 fine? No. Your sponsors will, though. And guess what? I'll rather take the flag, take the fine, and go to the fucking Super Bowl. What I can tell you this, though. There was going to be no fine if you just put your shoulder pad on the football. That's what I'm saying. I, I, if, you, if you tackle properly, here's like, I go, listen, Diggs is a hell of a ball hawk and a hell of a player. Can't tackle his way out of a wet paper bag. We know that. But listen, <laughs> I'm not asking you to take him on head up a fullback in the hole. I'm just asking you to, I'm not even asking you to go to, to do something, see what you hit. A great opportunity would be to – now, I can damn well tell you this. The ball's coming towards him. He's got a chance at a pick and stat up. He ain't, his eyes are going right to the football. I'll drive your shoulder through the midsection of the football on the wrists, the hands, dislodge the ball. I'm not even asking you for a knockout shot, even if it's legal. Hey, listen, 
And the reason why it's not an unprotected guy, because he's bobbling, going for it. Your job is what you get paid is to dislodge that football. Here's what I can't imagine. How do you go in? Maybe it's just accepted down locker rooms. I, I don't know. I don't know how you go in and face your teammates and watch that tape and say, yeah, man, I gave it everything. I What? Wait, but I see it every week, guys running from contact. But, hey, great football player. They pay him. But uh, I, I would imagine that, that, that Mel Blunt or we, Ronnie Lott, when he was a corner and he came in with Rod Woods. How about, how about Andre Charles, Dirty Water, Steve yeah, Atwater, Lynch? Dennis Smith, uh, John Lynch, you're right. Rod Ed Woodson, Ch- Charles Woodson, all those guys. You take the risk, and you. But the the thing is, even if you just dive at the football and you see it, it's going to be it a tough catch because he was bobbling right. in it. Right. Uh, I don't know, did I? My friend, I don't. I, listen, I don't have a problem compliment players, and I don't have a problem criticizing. I never make it personal, and I never will because I don't hold. I I just don't. But I'm also not going to set up here and say that's just a great player, but that was horseshit football. I'm just, I'm just sorry. It was. They can get mad. They can get offended. I don't give a fuck. The bottom line is because I did plenty of stupid stuff playing on the field where it's like, Sean, where are you throwing it? I get all that, and you take your criticism. Bottom line is if you want the money and you want the criticism when you take picks to the house and you're a great player, you can damn well understand that when you don't make what is just, quite frankly, a simple play. Even if Kittle holds on, at least I, you saw what you hit. You hit the ball. You got to make a little hesitant to throw that motherfucker right. right. Yes, you got to have a. You got to at least make some contact. Just, just, just body him up somehow. So I, I don't know, man. It just, you know, they're none of them are above criticism. I don't care how good they are. Just like Tom wasn't above criticism last Monday night when he did not play well. Yeah. Okay. And I and I got to. I mean. It's called football, and we do it. And so I don't really care if they can't handle the criticism. The bottom line is Diggs has got to put his body on that football to prevent a play in a 9-9 game in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. Pre-snap read, Sean. I want to get into a couple things Uh, before we get onto this film. We got Jalen Hurts' playoff film from last week against the Giants. We're going to get to break that down. And if we can get to a little bit of Purdy we lost you on last week, we could get to a little bit of second-half Purdy. But – what does Dallas do with Dak Prescott? And and where is your what is your take on Dak Prescott? Because I gotta be honest, right now he's one in three in playoff games and he has the same exact record as Tony Romo. I don't believe he's even clearly close to Tony Romo as a with a skill set as far as skill set. I think Tony Romo is head and shoulders above Dak Prescott. Um, you know, as I know as quarterbacks. People that are out there naysayers because they probably didn't see Tony Romo play, especially the young generation. They have no fucking idea how good Tony Romo was. Great slap. Having yep. said that, he wasn't he a winner, right? Right. He didn't have the it factor, similar to what Dak is showing us he now. Yes, he is, JB. What, Listen, what do you I, do with Dak right now if you're Jerry Jones? And, and, and let me ask you this, even to further, to further add on to that question, do you drop your nuts similar to what Philadelphia did a couple years ago when they fired Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach, coach, and got rid of Wentz and blew it up? And now you're in the fucking NFC title game waiting to go to a Super Bowl. Do you do that with Sean Payton, Sean Payton out here lurking around? Well, I got a couple answers to both these questions. One is Jerry Jones is not going to hire Sean Payton this year. And it may be hard for Jerry to hire anybody of that stature because Jerry doesn't want to share that power. He just doesn't look at his hire. I, I'm convinced that if Jerry fired Mike McCarthy, he'd hire Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore. 
not Sean Payton, because he can still control it. I love listen, greatest marketer ever. He wants to win, but I don't think he wants as much. You know, Sean Payton has I think has had a house in South Lake, which is not too far from you know right to a really nice neighborhood. Sean, they, they they've all this has been the talk for years. I don't think Jerry wants to share that power that if they win a championship, Mike McCarthy wins it, we're going to go interview Jerry. If Sean Payton wins it, we're going to go interview Sean. Jerry didn't want that. I'm just sorry to tell you, he doesn't. I'm a firm believer that if Mike McCarthy got fired, he'd elevate one of the two guys in the building before he'd hire and pay Sean Payton 20 million bucks. Cause that's what he's asking. And cause Sean McVay's got one Super Bowl, and, and he's got about 17 million. So it, right around there somewhere. So that I, the timing says Peyton's at 22. Yeah. So, all right. So there's that. There's one. Secondly is, um, would you blow it up? Here's here with, with, with Dak. I expected more out of him. Let me take you back to last Monday night after we got the tape on Tuesday. I sat here on this fucking show about three different plays and said, his inability to throw on time and take extra hitch and extra reset is going to get him in trouble. But nobody's saying shit because they kicked Tampa's ass and nobody's going to correct him because they had success with it. I take you back to the Dalton Schultz seam route where the corner fell off. Prescott, that's a one, two, three from the gun, foot in the ground, transfer weight, rip shot. And there wasn't really a whole lot of rip on it anyway, but there was such a big window. He resets when he didn't need to takes two resets and throws it and still gets touchdown out of it. And I'm thinking, okay, the result was great. You still got to correct the result because at some point you're not going to throw on time and what's going to happen. And that happened two or three times on throws where he hit an extra hitch and reset, was late but got it in because the window's fucking 20 yards. I push you forward to the playoff game. Tip ball pick, didn't get it out on time. The comeback down the left sidelines, that was a horseshit job coming back down the stem by the receiver. But Prescott took it he's waiting to see the eyes of the receiver as opposed to throwing him open got him in trouble there's a confidence or pull the trigger factor that he is hesitant and he who hesitates as a quarterback hands Gatorade to the guy who doesn't the problem is you're 40 million in Jerry sold everything on him I mean to say Dak's our guy what you're going to see more than likely if Jerry now because I think if Jerry was that pissed he might have done it already I know he's pissed and disappointed. He's going to run it back one year with the tame two cats you see. Prescott's going to be your quarterback because what are you going to trade him for? Who's taking him for $40 million in two first-round picks? Nobody. Well, so where are, you going to, somebody, where, where are you going to move him? Somebody's going to take a car. Somebody's going to take car and they're trading. They ain't getting a first-round pick for him. Not, no, not, no. Hell no. I got so, a scenario. But I got the, a scenario but for the car salaries a lot is, is far less right now than, I believe, than Prescott. So, I, I listen. They may move. Who knows? Carr, we know Carr's moving. They may move Prescott. Shit, I don't know. Maybe the next coach in moves Kyler Murray. I don't know. I can tell you this. I think that Jerry is going to go Prescott again, and I think he's going to give McCarthy one more roll at it. That's me. I said all along going in that if Staley did not coach well in their game, it was a bad loss, I thought that they would get rid of him. Well, they got rid of coaches, Joe Lombardi and, and that, but they didn't get rid of Staley. And – that was a worse loss than getting beat 31 to nothing, being up 27 points and losing. And then I said, if McCarthy goes in there with Jerry and Sean Payton looming, that, that he'd, he'd have to at least consider it. He don't want to give it the power. So here's what's going to happen. Nothing. 
They're going to make change. They already fired Skip Pete. They're not redoing his contract and another coach uh, in the Cowboys. So they're getting rid of assistants. They're going to keep these guys. And Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn are going to interview somewhere else. And if they keep them, they're going to run it back with them. Dak's going to quarterback, and they're going to go at it one more time. Jerry does not empty the bucket at two positions very often, head coach and quarterback. And he likes to hire within because he can control those cats. Jason Garrett, when he had Wade Phillips, he loved, when, when he had Dave Campo came in, and when, when, with those guys that he can control that don't have too much power. That's why Peyton's not getting hired here, I don't believe. Let, let me give you this scenario, and, and just tell me what you think if I'm batshit crazy. McCarthy's got to go. He's made too many bad decisions, in my opinion, as a head coach and a leader. Uh, he's got a Super Bowl championship, though. Just You're like talking the, about game uh, decisions. Just Yeah. How about this hire? You make a decision. You hire Dan Quinn, who's been to a Super Bowl, who's who's arguably managed that game poorly with Shanahan calling the plays, or they could have a Super Bowl against New England. But let's just say you hire Dan Quinn. Let's say you get rid of Kellen Moore, who I think is soft and will not challenge Dak. And you bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who's more suited to coach a guy like Dak. And then Kellen Moore goes to Alabama to replace Bill O'Brien. you talking about Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach or Dan no. Quinn? Dan Quinn's a head coach. Kingsbury's Kingsbury the offensive the coordinator. Yeah, see, I think Kellen Moore wants to be too much buddy-buddy. I, 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 I would not – I don't exactly. believe Kellen – I don't believe Kellen Moore – It's Alabama. I don't believe Kellen Moore's ready to be the head coach in the NFL right now. I, I don't. I think he's – I don't think he's ready to command a room. No way. That's why I say send him to Alabama and you get Cliff Kingsbury into Dallas with get rid of McCarthy and you get, you get Dan Quinn as the head coach, you bring in Kingsbury and he's more suited to coach a guy like Dak. In my opinion, if you're going to stay with Dak, if you're not, I think you need to blow the shit up. Trade Dak. You got Cooper rush sitting there. You draft another QB or you try to get in on the fucking Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady sweepstakes. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. oh, no, dude, I'm, 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 listen, here's who, and I, I hate to say this, but I feel it. You mentioned Romo, who's Dak Prescott, who's Derek Carr, who's Kirk Cousins, who's Jake Cutler, who's the guys that are, have a lot of talent that are not, uh, who's Andy Dalton. They're not going to put a rent as starting quarterbacks. You're probably good players, great regular season numbers, not playing in February as a starting quarterback. Just telling you, that's the way I feel. And the gauntlet, the, gaunt, the gauntlet ain't getting any easier, dude, with the, with the players, with the players we got. Yeah. The gauntlet to get to the Super Bowl ain't getting any easier. I can assure you, sure as hell tell you that. Let's move on to the Giants. Um, this, this right here is out there. Barkley won 16 million. He's basically turned down $12 million a year. He wants Christian McCaffrey dollars. Um, he wants $16 million. I don't know if you agree to this. I don't know if I would pay him that money. Uh, you're too injury prone for me. You're a running back. You're a dime a dozen. I get it. You're pretty damn good when you're healthy. But when you're not healthy, you're not healthy. And you can't play for me. And it takes up two roster spots for me. But... Let me ask you this. I wouldn't give him a penny over $15 million and I think he's an awesome player. Running backs, he's fine and dandy. I can go 2-15 and four, two and 15 with a great running back. If you have a great quarterback, it's rare you're going to do that. And, and a couple other great players. I, I, I love Barkley. I actually thought he was going to be a bust. after Before this year, I thought, damn, injuries, 
I wouldn't. Have dra- I, I would never draft a running back second unless I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say never. I guess if you think that he's going to make the that you're going to win three rings because of him. Um, I guess if Jim Brown was there, well, you'd re- reconsider. Well, maybe I take him second, but I, I just wouldn't do. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not big on drafting running backs in the first five picks, but. This year, Barkley showed me a whole new level of he, – he looked. He was a great player this year. He's, and Brian, Brian Dable and Kafka did a great job. I, I'm, I'm not paying I, – I, I can't pay, especially if you're moving in and out. Like the Cowboys, they overpaid Zeke. Now, he said he'll take a pick because Pollard's their best running back. It's proof in the pudding. They don't laugh. He's broken his leg. That's right. And he, But he's their best running back. He just is. Pollard is. So, uh, if, Sa- if Saquon wants 16 men, I'm not – he's got to take less or – I probably have to shop him too let me ask you this do you prioritize and sign daniel jones the question you have to and they're picking later now jb right within what the 20s yes is that where the giants are picking you they're one of those four that people are talking about at the first four quarterbacks levis richardson stroud and young they're not going to be there now if you're talking about get rid of jones and Carr or garoppolo maybe they very well might the but Jets, Sean, the you Jets don't start over in New York right now after the mo- the mojo that Dable's no, built. I'm saying I wouldn't. I'm saying the yeah. talk is because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. They made him test it out this year. Let's see what you do. Yeah. Kafka and Dable took him to another level. And I'm honestly not sure over the next three years if Carr or Garoppolo are going to be better than Daniel Jones with, with uh, Dable. I don't think it makes a whole – and plus you can kind of control it. Daniel Jones is going to get a new contract, but you're not going to pay him $33 bucks a year. Because nobody else is going to pay him that. Plus, it looks to me like Daniel Jones is comfortable finally, playing confident, protecting the ball. So I think they do, but reasonable. But I think Daniel Jones, you know, he had no choice but to bet on himself this year. I didn't know if they – I don't even think they thought it was going to be as good as it was, and it was. I think we're starting to see a late bloomer who's been well coached finally look like a bit of a player. I'm with you. Hey, I've been saying Daniel Jones is the guy for a while now. For two years, I said he needs some fucking structure. He's had four OCs and three head coaches. I mean, come on. Um, I like him. Um, I don't know. I, I I would definitely take Daniel Jones. Uh, Saquon, I think he, he he can walk as far as I'm concerned. I just think you're injury prone. Um, you're you're not durable enough. Now you have showed me a lot this year. You came back and, and and showed us a lot. And he did a lot for Daniel Jones and what Dable and Kafka wanted. He did some he did. good things this year, man. Yeah. What if I told you, you what if I told you you could do this? You could move Saquon Barkley and you could draft B. John Robinson from Texas I, and be under a rookie contract. I was just goddamn Sean. Are you drinking my fucking red wine? Because I was about to say the exact same thing. Bijan Robinson is a spitting image of him. And I was going to sing the song to you from uh, Red, Red Wine. You remember to cut? Stay close to me. See? I can blow, too, dude. I can blow now. But can you blow uh, pipe? Uh, no, but I'll leave that to you. Okay, you go ahead. You could suck a golf, you could suck a golf ball out of a garden hose. So I'll leave that to you. But... Hey. I thought if now, he's, he's, that, he's in Thailand right now. Who <laughs> Cliff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, but I would if that's the case, you tell me. 16 million dollars for a really good player in Saquon Barkley or a rookie contract for a running back you draft in the 20s Bijan Robinson who looks to me to be a home run hitter under a rookie deal. Yeah, I They need wideouts coach. They need wideouts and O-line bad. Of course they do. Of course I mean, they do. 
That's the difference between the Eagles and them. And if Kafka gets a job, Brian's going to have to find himself a new coordinator. And he, and, you know, you know, he'll call it. Or I was going to say, if he doesn't trust the next guy to call it, he'll just call him himself. That's exactly yeah, right. He's got a lot of influence. Yep. Um, where are you at with? Um, well, let's get into it. I got, uh, I got this new Jalen Hurts film, and um, on this first down segment, first down. Um, we got some Jalen Hurts film evaluation. We're going to make this. We're going to blow the film up and show it. We'll go live stream here. Uh, This is last week, Sean, um, against the 49. I mean, against the Giants, Jalen Hurts against the Giants. We have the film, and uh, we've had it for a few days. We we just got to get our schedules right, so we uh, appreciate everybody. Well, I was out of town, by the way. Now, this is on me because I was in Jacksonville uh, in Ponte Vedra for business, a big business stuff that I'll share with you later, JB, that is huge. uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually thinking out loud, but that's, and you know this, but I don't, I don't want to think we stiffed anybody. It was just that I, you know, I, I was in meetings till some late hours at night, so I couldn't get on to do this. So we'll knock this out and come back and oh, do yeah. some more. So let's see if we can get some of this in and uh, watch oh, yeah. a, watch a guy who I think is as poised, as poised as any quarterback going Bur- burrow but i'm talking about he is unflappable that is his biggest strength aside from he's got great feet and he's improved as a passer the guy has great he's well coached brian johnson the quarter quarterback coach shane steichen they're doing a uh, sirianni they're doing a uh, it reminds me of the three-headed monster that the eagles had when when wentz was playing his best football and Foles won a super bowl it's similar three guys that are that all, that everybody hold in high regard so this is, but one thing about Jalen Hurts, watch him, guys, over the weekend. If things are going good or bad, you'll never be able to tell by the look on his face which one it is. Warren Moon was always like that, JB. Yeah. I couldn't tell. You know, Warren be out there throwing, if he threw a pick, now I would say four picks. Warren doesn't throw four picks very often, but if he threw a pick, came to the sideline, or threw three touchdowns in three series, which he'd done more than pick than throwing picks, I could never tell. And I always talk to Warren about, what a great valuable lesson it was for me. I could never tell if he was having a good game or a bad game by his demeanor. Same way with Hertz, and I think it's important. Let me ask you this. Um, first of all, one, before we break this film down, who's your MVP? Two, question two, uh, what is Hertz's strengths and weaknesses? Okay, first off, the MVP in the league? Yes. Well, he's not going to win it. Uh, but the dude who's playing against the Chiefs has every argument. The MVP in the league is going to be Patrick Mahomes. He will win it, and if Hertz didn't miss a couple games at the end, he would have been. It'll be. It would have been closer. But Hertz will finish in the top three, and I think Burrow or Allen, depending on you know when everybody got their votes in for Allen, Burrow got to be making a late pitch. It's those four. I don't care. You know, Justin Jefferson will be just outside of it. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a good season outside of it. But those four are going to be – but Mahomes is going to win it. The strengths and weaknesses for Jalen Hurts. Poise, 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 unflappable presence. That's one. Two, he has improved as a passer and has become accurate, and he got great command of what they're trying to accomplish. And three, even though he's not the purest passer, he's not going to beat you throwing 40 times when you take away his legs, but when he's doing both, he's dynamic. And you can give me Lamar, you can give me Josh Allen, you can give me a lot of these dudes, but I'm going to tell you right now, the best, 
at pulling the inside zone and doing what the offense asks you in that type of offense, RPO, inside zone, he's doing it better than anybody in the league right now, period. And he's a big fucker too now. People don't realize that he's not 6'5", but 6'2", and every bit of – he's an M&M away from 230. Don't kid yourself. And, he, you know, he's at 20 for 2 for 28, 20 for 29, 190 to 225 yard guy when he's also running it, but capable of busting you for 15 carries and 114, 120 yards. If he does that and they run the, they ran the ball 44 times JB against the giants. If they run the ball 44 times for the next two weeks or the next two games, guess who the Super Bowl champs are the Philadelphia Eagles. Cause that'll tell you they're doing everything they want to do. Hertz has still got some weaknesses. He's not, he's not overly polished, but the quantum leaps from when he came into the league till now, he's now viable in every, every aspect. He's not the best at one thing, but you put it all together, he has made a case. They're not there in spite of him and all that great defense. They're there because of him. He's a big reason why you, this team wouldn't be there if, if Hertz was not the starter most of the year, aside from a few games. I love his poise, though, JB. He is. You'll see it on display, good or bad, this week. So who? I, I I got a shirt. I got a T-shirt made, and I said mediocrity has become the new excellence. Yes, yeah, and, and you're right. And I, I I think we 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 undervalue. We we over. We give too many. Um, we give too much credit to losers. We give too much credit to average Joes. We don't give enough credit to fucking people who win. And just because they win every year, you discredit them. And I don't understand that people don't grasp this concept. MCDC in Detroit did a great job, but he 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 didn't even do as well as Caldwell did in his last year is when he got fired. He did not make the playoffs. You go on over to Andy Reid. Andy Reid and Sirianni aren't even in the fucking coach of the year conversation. And these two guys may play for a Super Bowl. And I don't understand that we like giving we like giving um, kudos and credit to people because they're sexy hires like the McDaniel and, and these other people out here. I, I don't understand why winning no longer gets the credit. I'm gonna that- tell you, I'm gonna tell you why the people do that, and it's wrong. And you lost Tyreek Hill, and he's main consistent. First of all, it takes a great coach to deal with a lot of egos and a lot of talent in the building to maximize to keep everybody happy. That's a plus. That's not a, well, you got all the great players, so we just assume you're supposed to win. I heard 75% of the national media this year before the season started, minimum, tell me that Jalen Hurts was going to be replaced eventually and was not the franchise quarterback for the Eagles. I heard it all the time on this national hot take shit. Oh yeah. The x-ray. Yeah. I don't not, I'm not sure about Hertz right now. And so if you, if that's the case then, Oh, so all of a sudden you don't think he was well coached to get to this point and, and, and control what they, that's the great things and dialing up good defenses by Gannon and Sirianni and, and Johnson and, and Steichen on the same page and the quarterback all, all working in unison, it takes something special. Same with Andy. Hell, Andy Reid loses a bit. What did everybody say at the, at the beginning of the year when Tyreek Hill left? Ah, this may not be the year, man. 
Mahomes is great, but they probably will take a step back offensively because, well, they lost a great receiver. So wait a minute. Mike McDaniel got that great receiver and gets credit for that, and we want to put him in the hunt. I get it. Andy Reid lost that guy, had to replace him, and Kelsey got better, and this team was the number one seed, but we don't give him credit. It's completely the narrative on voting for some of this stuff is – well, it's at times it's embarrassing. If you're on a good team, you, I guess you're you're not entitled to be considered. Andy Reid could win the Coach of the Year award every friggin' year. I know. I and why isn't Mike Tomlin being mentioned? Steelers had no business going nine and eight this year. Yeah, no friggin' I, business. I just think we're so we're so we think we're so we accept we accept the accept we accept. And I'm like, fuck, man, let's be different. Like Burrow to me is the MVP. Because if you take Burrow out of Cincinnati, they're fucking god awful. And I, I think, I think, I Dude, think, if you took Burrow out of Cincinnati with that, with all those weapons, I don't, th- I, I don't think they're in the playoffs this year. I know. So I, 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 that's the MVP to me. Like that's what I don't understand. Like if you take Mahomes out of KC, I think Kenny can suffice. I think that's a playoff team still with the, as bad as the AFC West was this year. Like I, I'm not sure they win eight games if Burrow's not the quarterback. Oh, no doubt in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I, I'm just looking at all these other teams. Look at the culture change when he came in. And Zach Taylor gets no credit either, dude. Have you noticed? We no, talk I, about no, all these. We talk about. Point. I was like, dude, why is he not in the mix? Listen, we are we brown nose McVay right and Shanahan and Matt Lafleur and Kevin O'Connell and all these young, exciting names. And boy, look what look look what. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's doing, and we go into and look at uh, Staley. Remember when he left the Rams? Ooh, what a hot coaching boy! He's awesome, Mike McDaniel, and deservedly so. They're all good. And then here's the guy who came from part of that tree, Zach Taylor from the Rams. He's been there about three years. Is that what it is? Maybe fourth. By the way, a Kansas JUCO guy. Right, right. In my office. Right, and here's Zach Taylor. He has them and his quarterback on the verge of going to two Super Bowls in two years which would be more than Shanahan, more than McVay. Well, two two and two uh, with McVay. McVay's been to two. Uh, I, I mean, McConnell hadn't been to one. Mike McDaniel hadn't been. I mean, LaFleur hasn't, LaFleur hasn't won a Super Bowl since he's been there, 13 games. My point is they're all good, but why in the world? Oh, Zach Taylor just kind of, what, because it's Cincinnati? The shit he's doing, why isn't he the coach of the year? Why isn't Randy Reed? It's crazy to me, man. It's crazy that... Yeah, I don't know. Is it the way somebody looks with the hot shot? I mean, good PR. I I, I don't know what it is. Sean, we, Zach we Taylor's know. doing it. Zach Taylor's doing every bit of good a job with the Bengals that Sean McVay did with the Rams. We period. like Mike McDaniel's because he smokes vapes and he fucking talks calmly and he talks and he raps to the cats and and then we like MCDC. So th- this is my point, Sean. We're either the the we we like the the ultra. Raw, raw, cuss you out guy who gets likes and retweets, or we like the guy on the other side of the spectrum where he's the low, raw, you know, kicky with the kids, and he's a good, everybody likes him because he's a weirdo fuck and all this. We don't ever like the guy that's just fucking even kill every fucking year. Coaches. Coaches, right. Mike Tomlin, fucking uh, Andy Reid, fucking Bruce Arians. Like, where? Why? We lost that in football. I don't know. They're not I, I, we're getting off subject, but I'm, I'm no, just but it's true. come to new excellence, and I think we're you know the same why? quarterback play. Do you know who Zach Taylor and Andy Reid are? 
aside from great coaches and what they've done for their rosters, is they're the guy that you walk through an airport in Iowa or Cleveland or Ontario, California. There's 40 guys that walk it through that, you know, you know what I'm saying? They're not flashy. They're businesslike. They're not, you know, they're not doing all the fun. I mean, they just, you, you, I, I bet you 90% of the world won't even recognize Zach Taylor. Dude, he could walk in to the Dallas airport tomorrow. And you'd think he was a big guy on a business trip or on a fishing trip. That's all you'd think. But he's one hell of a football coach. So we love the flash. And matter of fact, we like that stuff for the guy who doesn't ever win, but is flashier. And it wins, but not enough. He's flashier. And he's, oh, the media loves him because he goes on interviews and gets them all fired up. But more than we do the guy who just coaches them. Just coach them and get them to play hard and get them to play smart and get them to play well and get them to win. And boom, there you go. So, yeah, I know I, I, we could talk about that for four hours because it drives me crazy. Yeah. It drives me uh, nuts. Aiden Payne in the chat, he says, nobody likes McDaniels. I just said everybody likes McDaniels. You don't listen. You don't listen very well. How about you take my dick out of your mouth and so you can fucking open your ears? So wait, a minute, he said that we were making no. Everybody I know love. I love Mike McDaniel. Listen, I everybody love. I, 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 I said, Sean, was you're either you like the fucking end of the spectrum like a McDaniel's or the top of the spectrum like an MCDC who cusses and yells, or you like the guy that's monotone, chill. Right. But nobody likes the guy in the middle that's consistently always fucking just the same guy. Everybody, McDaniel, dude. Listen, I've said on this show too that. He's a lot of the brains that left San Francisco in that run game. One of the best run design play play designers on the planet. Mike, I mean, Kyle Shannon gets a lot of credit, and he should. But Mike McDaniel was his sidekick for years, Washington here, building it with him. And Mike's got the look. You know, he looks like a guy who just got off a Santa Cruz surfboard with a vape and smoked a joint like we said on here before. And like, whatever, man, but I know how to coach football. Or the guy who is your guest professor and you say damn he looks so young how's he a professor at harvard right that that's who he is and he's smarter than everybody in the room but he knows how to coach football and he loves football he's uh, a, I, I, he didn't go to harvard he's a I, yale guy i, so I got i didn't even think about i was going to talk about tomorrow on my show but there's no one greater to talk to it than you i just left fucking nfl pa every nfl scout in the country is there Everyone, every single team in the NFL was represented today. And I had 20 of them come up to me. Coach, I love you, man. I appreciate you. I'm sitting there looking at these kids and saying, you couldn't fucking tell me how big my dick is when I whip it out, motherfucker. How are you picking talent? <laughs> Sean, these guys are fucking five, six, 29-year-old fucking bookworms out here picking talent for an NFL team. And I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say his name. I'll be with them tomorrow. He's a head coach in the CFL. Great dude. I just met the guy. He said he was with the Cleveland Browns. And he said, when Minnesota hired us, you know their GM right now is a fucking 30-year-old who played basketball. You talking about Minnesota's GM? Yeah. Never played football in his fucking life. Played basketball. He said they're in the parking lot bullshitting. And this guy was an analyst at the time and said. Not a football analyst, a, a coaching analyst. 
He was, the, coach, the, the coach that's the head coach in the CFL was an analyst for coaching on the team. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's what I meant. He was an analyst on the coaching, not as in the booth broadcast analyst. Yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's a coaching analyst. Right. And this guy was a GM in, in Minnesota, 30-year-old. The guy's out there now. And he's like, this guy's a basketball guy. Never even played football. I don't know shit about this profession. And he's sitting there talking to Baker about Baker Mayfield on draft day. And he's sitting there saying, well, you know, he's got these wideouts. We think he's going to be great. And, then, and this guy's sitting there like, you don't have a fucking clue how inaccurate this guy is. You have no fucking idea on where a what is accurate ball and what is an inaccurate ball. And he was explaining to him how if a ball hits this guy in the fucking chest or the face mask and he drops it, it's an accurate ball. Or if it's in the framework where it's right outside the framework, it's a good ball. But when the ball is fucking, this guy has to jump and don't get his hand on it, it's a bad football. And this guy had no idea what it was. He was based on fucking analytics. And this guy's sitting there like, this is who the NFL really has operating a lot of organizations. Well, they're I, doing a lot of baseball time, stuff now. They're doing Sean, a lot of baseball I saw stuff. The most laughable fucking people as NFL scouts today that I I, I couldn't I I wanted to take a video and send it to you. The people that were on the fucking field today scouting for the NFL franchises, including the New England fucking Patriots, is unbelievable, man. Let me ask you this. Could you walk off? Could you walk out of your house right now and go coach a position on an NFL team or scout a position right now and in this draft and be ready to coach the running backs or wide receivers next year on an NFL team? Could you do that? With my eyes closed. There you let me let, let me ask you this. I'm thinking about hiring a coaching agent, dude. I am. Even though I'm in the broadcast world, just I've never done it. And I have a guy in mind just to put it out there because I've been in uh, well, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. And there's some that are just there's somebody's buddy and they they're in and they know football X's and O's, but the leadership, and I'm not diminishing or shrinking any of it, but the analytics are I mean, baseball's analytics are have started to seep over into some football and Guys that went to, uh, you know, that are very bright. Money ball. That, that bright, that, that bright, that are just can punt, that, that well, punch value into a computer and it comes out and spits out a name and you say, that's the guy I got to go get. But you also got to take into account the kind of offense you're running, who the coordinator is, all that. But they're, they're all needed. But I damn, I damn well know I can, I, can out, I can coach quarterbacks better than Matt Patricia and call plays better than Matt Patricia. I, I sure should say that offensively. I was with my agent today. I can give you – He's he's well respected in the NFL. Thirty five year guy. He, he he has a lot of guys you know. Uh, we can I can hook you up with him today. He's out here right now. But anyway, that's an easy thing. If you were looking for a real agent, he's legit. Well, the, what I'm saying though is, like I was talking to Brandon Jacobs today. Played at Coffeeville Community College. Played for the New York Giants. Won a Super Bowl. I mean him and between him and Eddie George, I don't know who the fuck you'd want to tackle. I, these guys are. He, I don't think. People don't realize when you stand next to, like, I know how big Brandon is, too. You stand next to Eddie George. Eddie George looks like he's an outside linebacker. Fuck, easy. It's easy. nuts. I hugged that mother. That mother came over today and picked me up. And I'm like, you fucker, you cracked my back. And, yeah, oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's one of the great big, guys yeah, of all I, time. Fuck, we're going to go have, we're going to go have cigars here in, in a little while. Tell Ed Rock I said Eddie hello. Hart, he's one of my favorite yeah. dudes, man. No, Eddie's a, one of my best dudes, man. Eddie's a great dude. He 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 still is in shape right now. Looks like oh yeah, he's out there right now and get hundred yards. Oh, there's no dude. He, listen, that 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 dude's uh got as much. He's got about 
8% body fat and I might be cheating him out of 4%, right? Yes. Yes. So I, I might be adding 4% out there. That dude was chiseled out of granite. Yes. To answer your question, though, talking to Brandon today, and he said, JB, I sold my business for $18 million. I, I don't need money. Jeff Fisher asked me to come out here and coach, and I'm thinking about trying to be a coach. He goes, but I'm going to coach, and I want to coach something that I like. Right. They're putting me at tight ends to see if I'm versatile enough to coach tight ends. And I'm sitting there like, listen, I'm not a 20-year-old GA trying to coach. I don't need the money. I don't need the job. I'm not a 22-year-old intern. Right. I forgot more. Right. Give me the running backs. He goes, the tight ends, he's been there for two days so far coaching tight ends. He said it's the fucking worst. He said he's so bored out of his mind. He said he has no interest in coaching now. Yeah, because they they ruined it for him. And I said, I, I told him, I said, do not let them ruin it. But I said at the same time, you're right. You're not a 22-year-old GA. But in the fairness of the coaching game, Sean, I also was honest with him. And I said, listen, there's also the 22-year-old GA who deserves to coach the tight ends that you're coaching that you don't want to coach. Right. Or who would you're, do it? Who would crawl, crawl, crawl 10 miles over broken glass to coach him for the chance. Yeah, you're, you right. got a very privileged deal now. Yep. So, so that's where people don't understand. There's both sides to this. And, and we had some good conversation today, so it was, it was good, but uh, very interesting, man. Very interesting. Let's get into some film, Sean. I got yeah, this. I, I got more. Let's get some of this done before I hit them sheets tonight. Let's roll. Oh, yeah, we got to get to it. We've been bullshitting. Uh, let's get to it. I'm going to add this in here. George Kittle. Oh, that's the wrong <laughs> deal. All right. Where the fuck is the film? There we go. All right. I'm going to let's. I'm going to. I'm going to get rid of our faces again where he is to hear our voice. Yep. All right. Here we go. Jalen Hurts. Um, Sean, give us a real quick uh, breakdown. His just in a one sentence deal. His strengths and his weaknesses. Great, right now the best at the dual inside zone RPO, poised passing guy, fits this system as well as any quarterback fits their system, and he hasn't maximized even his arm yet. He's two years from now if they keep the same guys in in tow, whole he'll get to another level. Most poised guy that's been in the league for a starter for two years. I've seen a long time. He's in the poised burrow class and you'll see that on display. I think he's underrated. I don't think he's overrated. I I also think this, you take burrow out of Cincinnati. They're not a playoff team. I agree with Jalen hurts as well in Philly. I want, listen, they're not the one seed. They may have snuck in with all that great defense. They are not, they, they, they would not be where they are. Jalen hurts for a guy who's going to be in the MVP talk. We still underrate him accurate poised command and inside zone reads he's doing it as well as anybody in the league right now here we go people everyone wanted to hear i know you were an hour in here and uh here we go we got some jalen hurts film and we're gonna me and sean you can still hear us ask questions in the chat drop a like button hit this button subscribe become a member if you're not a member of our patreon or this show we also have a discord you can chat with us text message 2.99 a month here we go jalen hurts first down uh first and ten um, let's get to the wide angle here. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Here we go. First and 10, Sean. We got a little 11 personnel. We told you last week, the back is the first number. The tight end is the second number. This is 11 personnel. We got a tight split look here with a, with a bunch set. We got a reduced wide receiver on the X receiver side. 
And what we have is an open box look. We got two high safety. It looks like this is two man. From what I'm looking at, with an over front. With an over front, that means that well, it's actually an under front. We well, no, the tight ends to the left. Well, it's been for. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Tight ends to the left. Uh, That's an over. Right. The three technique is to the tight end. We call that an over. So this is a dick hardening drill for an offensive coordinator like myself. Yep. I want to get the shade to the field. I want this bubble right here that you will not understand as the layman's term. I want that bubble right there to the field, Sean. And you are absolutely right. We are in an over front. That means the three technique is to the field, okay? To the boundary. Uh, to the boundary. To the, end, to the yep. strength. To the tight end, right. right. Strength. There's the strength. There's the strength, the two red circles. And people, when he says bubble, a bubble is you got a center, a guard, and a tackle. The guard is uncovered. Right there. The tackle and the center are, there's a bubble there, and there's a linebacker. You could draw like a triangle. Their bubble is right there where he's uncovered, and that's to the field. So it's an over defense. Here it's into the boundary, but the over defense to the strength of the tight end, the bubble is where the right guard that's uncovered. Right there. Yep. Um, all right. We got a little 11 personnel. Jalen Hurts getting up to the line of scrimmage. I like that he's classifying 54 as the mic. They must be in a rip protection or a run play. They're running power to the left. So they're running power to the tight end. They're pulling the left guard or right guard. Kicking and this is just old school power G. They're kicking out the end. And they're going to take that. We're going to get to some more exciting plays for you. Uh, Hard yards, what we man. Earlier, just so the comment, we, uh, this is the bubble that Sean was just explaining to you right there. The right guard is uncovered. The overfront means that the tight end on the left right here is the strength of the formation. This guy right here is a what we call a three technique. He is over to the tight end. This is an over front. I like this because now we have a bubble cavity to our field side right here to do a lot of things. I would have loved to run the football here, Sean. And I would like to run the football weak away from the tight end where a lot of people don't understand. We can down this. We can down that. Kick we out can pull this for that. We can pull the center for that. And we can just base this out. We have a hat for a hat here. And that linebacker's over the uh, bubble guard is deep enough to where that line that uh, Kelsey, who is a is as good a blocking and, and command in command center there is in the league. Jason Kelsey uh, gets up and around, and he can get his angle on the bubble linebacker. This is set up for run to the field bubble a lot of different ways. And you're or, right. The right guard kicks down, yes. kicks out, and you get the center up on the backer. You got a you got a big lane there if it's blocked prop properly. Or Sean. We can send this tackle all the way back here to this guy. Sure can. We can send that right there. We can send this center back on him, and we can wrap this guard. He can kick out. That's right exactly here. right. Yep. And you, we, you, you can run counter on this, right, if you move the back counter and he gets off the left guard's ass. Or we can read the defensive go. end yep. and block everybody on the box and read that guy with the bubble. That's exactly right. Um. I don't like his mannerisms after the handoff. I want to see him do more because he does more when he runs. I want to fake act. He, 
he, if as anybody, he needs to make every play look the same yes. because he's going to be using it. And you don't want to get into a habit of the only time you're doing it full speed like that is when you are actually keeping it. Yeah. Now that's, this is just, this is the yellow, this is the evolution of him, JB. Instead of waiting, it's nice to, you know, that it's crazy, but the deep over and gain in depth from the, the tight bunch set on the, on the right, the wing set stays in there. Doesn't bail tendency early in his career would be one of, First guy, now let me bail. Good job with his eyes. Long read fake. Watch how quick he comes off for the setup. Watch him explode out of the handoff. Pounce like a catcher throwing somebody out at second. And get your eyes on that guy and see who that guy's. A, that guy's the conflict if you're throwing this over, right? And so here we go with the fake and watch his quick setup so he's prepared to hit whatever window he needs, Jalen Hurts. We cleared it out. We sucked everybody in the line of scrimmage for the yep. run game. And that and guy's now- got a haul ass, too. Yeah. The guy, you're right down here. You're exactly right. Now we're looking at these two safeties. Yep. Look at him set up. Set your feet. One one reset. Look at the guy. Look at the guy still on the far hash. JB, watch this. Guy still on the far hash. Uh, coming over here. One set. Now give me about a two ball. That guy jumps him. See, he's staring right at him. Boom. Drop shot. So, Sean, let's explain. This is the conflict safety for Jalen Hurts exactly. to worry about. That's right. This this receiver here, uh, A.J. Brown, it's, it requires attention. This is great detailed play calling by the head by the offensive coordinator who does a great job in Philly, by the way. I really got to dissect their offense. A.J. Brown requires so much attention that this safety here in yellow came down on A.J. Brown, and now we have one of the faster guys in the league being able to run this bang eight, and now this is just clear, clear throwing lanes for Jalen Hurts. And, and, and go back real quick, JB, one last time here. I just want to – not only with Jalen Hurts, but a little lesson to be taught. Okay, good. Now push it. Watch A.J. Brown. This is called being a pro. Freeze. He's running the route expecting to catch the dig route. He's not lollygagging thinking, okay, they're going to run the – because if he comes in there late, that, that uh, safety there – who is the distress, the safety, he is our, the, the conflict safety, is going to get depth, he can't get it. He, and if he's late, then you'll miss the window. Now he's getting separation. If you want to come down and pump it between the hash marks, you got a window between those two underneath linebackers. But the conflict safety jumps in. Now look at this. Wastes no time, throws him open between the numbers and the sideline. Really hard to defend. And a great job by Jalen Hurts and a great fake inside and excellent by A.J. Brown, who didn't run like he's some decoy. He run like he's getting a football, step up, run him away from the guy to the sideline, and Devontae Smith, who had a really – is that Devontae? had a big game and continues to be a home run hitter threat. Special. Very nicely done. Early in the game, taking shots to tell the defense that we are going to spread you out and then hammer you with 44 fucking runs the rest of the night. Yep. There you go. And I love this about – JB, I'd like to, you know – I'd like it on his outside shoulder, but he gets him working up the field. I understand. But watch how quick, J.B. Boom, decision now. Whether you, I mean, the ball is out. Hard yards. He could have run the stick route. He had that too. Bam. Get hard yards and a great job by the tight end. That's, that's a nine-yard gain on a – because of the urgency of the throw, because the throw wasn't perfect. Is that Dallas Goddard? Is that who that is? Watch how quick it comes to him. And, Sean, people don't understand. We got to understand this defensive end is unblocked. Yes. We got to get this football here so this defensive end here doesn't bat the football. And, and JB, great point. What well, freeze right there. Don't think about that. You know how many guys we've seen doing this 
that there's a little bit where that guy comes across the line of scrimmage and is in the throwing lane, which is, the, which is his goal. But he does such a good job inside, holds him. Now watch how quick he pounces. Gives him no chance to come out of it. Ball is out. Yeah. That's nine yards on a play that really should have been a one-yard gain. Yep. Excellent. Like to see that front foot shot. I don't go back real quick. Just a shock to Talk the, the front foot on Hurts. He's too. You too yeah, too, I want to see this foot here. I want to see that foot, that 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 big toe, get more this way. I want to get and it you know more sideline. I want to see? see him open his dick up. I want to get those hips open to the sideline. So this ball is more outside and it's out of bounds. We're never throwing an out route inside because an out route being thrown inside, Sean, is pick six. Yeah, and follow with good knee bend in the that lower half. I could use his ass sitting down a little more. So there's knee bend, but he does a nice job. It's the the urgency of the throw. You're exactly and the mechanics, which he'll continue to. He's gotten so much better, compact. Tori's not overextended. Very nice. Boom. Go the other way. And now bad. That, that's AJ missed his block there. Tried, didn't hang on long enough. Good job by the corner. That's a. That's what we call in the. That's what we call at the next level. This is a run solution for everyone yep. out there that don't understand football. This is a run solution. So what it means is we have a run play called, all right, just so everybody understands. We're running the football. When Jalen Hurts got up to the line of scrimmage, he counted, real simple. He said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay? One, two, three, four, five, six guys to block. So that's called simple analytics math. The guys we were talking about, that's where they come in. Count the box, dude. Because they got more more than we can run against. They're they're, we're we're down one. That's really eight attached to the tight end. So we we're gonna be a hat short. We got seven for eight, and we Jalen Hurts don't like it. So he's gonna get it out. And this is a run solution. We're gonna run bubble, block this perimeter, and try to say, okay, we're gonna get rid of the box threat and get the ball out. So it is just a long fucking throw, Sean. Right. I almost rather have him just turn around and come to you more tunnelish, right? Or just yeah, sit, sit there that. instead of run away, right? Little tunnel screen, get people out on the edge because this too, and it's hard to stay on that block to the width of the field because you you know there you don't you don't get to use the boundary there. It's hard for AJ Brown to make that block, but it's the right read by Hertz. It's the right read more than you can block. Gets it out. It just nice play by the corner. And uh, go load up and do it again. You're in the red zone now. Third and three. They are really good down here. Yep. 11, 11 personnel motion. Now they're, in a, now they're in a little. I'll tell you what, JB. He's doing this so good right now, this ball. Now, his feet are a little lazy. Agreed? Feet are a little. Yeah, they're a little. little eh, right. But he's throwing the slant route either off you know, the fake or just raise up and throw it. But I would prefer him to see how he shuffles and kind of it's never really sets his feet. I would prefer him to catch. If he wants to take a rocker step, fine. But you can't – I don't want to see a rocker kind of reset. his fader wide, then he has to get underneath. See how wide they are when he's – watch this, JB. I'd catch. If you want to punch step and red, let it go, go ahead. Through the inside or the out, you read this inside out on the slant. Punch and throw, but watch what he does. It gets a little wide. A little off balance here. He takes it, and then there's a little bit of hesitation. Ball, punch, throw. 
He's a little wretched. wide. Now watch watch him now. He has to reset to get a, get a little more compact with his lower half. And let then me ask has- you. Let me ask you, Sean. Why? What? What is he gaining from this? What is he gaining from this? This fucking stagger. I mean, I, I'm a stagger guy, but I like toe to heel. Yes. I, I I'm trying to figure out what he's gaining from this because he's not six five. He's a he's he's more quick twitch. It's slowing him down. Is in my well, profession. The ball's late. The ball's late, and it's still a completion, but it's late. I mean, we're going to compliment him on all this. So, free JB, go back one more time. I want to say right, right, get it when he's widest, the widest on that first little hop. Because you're supposed to on a quick slant, it's punch right there. Right there. Look how wide he is. That, but see that left foot now, JB, draw a line right from his, his balls to the ground. About right there, if he'll bring that back heel back and pound that front ball of his foot in where his feet are underneath him and his hips are underneath him, now he doesn't have to take the extra reset to gain his balance because, in truth, he should have punched. More compact, the ball is like that, right? That's exactly. And what I want to JB is see where the, where the read is right now. You're reading through Devonte to AJ Brown. That ball should be coming out. Boom, boom, punch step, hit and throw. Now watch right what now. he does. Yes. Now watch what he. Yeah, because there's. I mean, he leaves him. They, they, that guy runs away. And look, he's a little late to that one, so he can't throw it. He has to reset the gain his mount. It's just too wide, and it serves no purpose. He's getting – if he'll just keep his feet underneath him, this ball comes out quicker. It's catch, punch, throw. I'm wondering right now, though, that is a most – Too much stagger. Too that's much an stagger. uncomfortable – that is an uncomfortable st- stance. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I mean, I'd rather have – I mean, I like knee bid, but I don't want his ass to the grass. We're not squatting. I want to. I want to see. I want to see hit this. Hit, I want to see that heel and and this toe. But I want to see it under my shoulder length. Right, and you know what? Oh, else? That's, a, that's exactly right. And especially in a quick game, JB, when you try yeah, to get your feet I underneath. See shoulder width here. Right. Shoulder width here. I mean, that's an uncomfortable. I like athletic stance, Sean, because I want to be able to get the right. low snap and the high snap. I want to be able to jump. But he's in a catcher's stance. That's too. He's. He, yeah. he, he almost looks. You know what he looks like. He's in a catcher stance that he knows the guy on first is going, and you're expecting a pitch out. But freeze. See how the ball, when he takes that extra hop, the quick game, and look how long he is on his pushback. That ball's, yeah. that ball's loaded, and it goes back, then yeah. up, then I, out, instead of going from his loaded position to up and out, which will increase the quick game. That ball right there, now push, draw, go right, freeze him when he's got it all the way back, J.B., that's want, where it needs want, to go. I want, I want I want his arm where the yellow line is. Right. So where the blue line is. Right now we're loaded up, right? Freeze. See, go back. Go back one more time. Right. Right there. We're loaded. He doesn't need to push back. That's like pumping a shotgun twice when you're trying to hunt a bird. You don't pump a shotgun twice because you missed the bird. So you pump it, squeeze. Now he's loaded. Now watch. Push back. If he's like he's gonna push back, then go up and out as opposed to. He's already loaded up and out. You know who's one of the greatest of all time at load up and out is Aikman. Dude, that ball, you never, that ball was never pushed back. When he was loaded on his back armpit or his back uh, chest muscle, he just went up and out. He he limited, the, he, he eliminated, most of us tried to. Norv Turner was my coach, same way. You eliminated that push it back like a center fielder, crawl hopping to throw a guy out at third base or home plate. And that's not to diminish how good Hertz is, but think how much better he could be and more urgent with one split second better on those mechanics. This is what he's doing as well as anybody in football. Boom, pounce, and go. 
He really is. Now, that linebacker's going to run and chase, but he's doing a good job of stretching, and he knows how to get north and south, but he is putting pressure on the underneath guys because now they don't get anything out of it, but all they're doing is setting it up for stuff down the road. Sean, people, I don't think anyone in the chat understands what's going on here, all right? This is football that I run. This is offense that I run. I've been running this offense for a very long time. A lot of people have no clue what it is. People think that it's just power read, and they people think that they're reading this guy or this guy, and people do not understand what this play is, and I want to make sure everyone understands what it is real quick for you. They are running power to the right with the court for the quarterback, okay? This guard is pulling, okay? I want to be clear with you. This guard is pulling for this linebacker, all right? Jalen Hurts' eyes, if you look at them, they are peeking to the backside of the play to that defensive end right there. Mm-hmm. This tight end, just so you know, is not blocking that defensive end for a reason, okay? Purpose, yep. And you're getting cross fakes action, okay? You're getting the back to cross his face here. Yeah, if Jalen Hurts sees this defensive end right here crash, he is going to hand the football off to the back and he's going to follow this tight end. If the defensive end does what he does and slow plays it, Pull. the offensive line is actually blocking power for the quarterback to keep it. So Hertz made the right read. You do not see this. I've had ESPN analysts call me and ask me what this play is. We used to call it flash QB counter, flash or QB power. Flash is for the back to flash across the QB's face and read the opposite end. It's a very hard and difficult read for the quarterback. Most people oh, watch because he's got to do both. He's got to read both sides of the run game. Yeah, so he's got to read the read key that's unblocked, and then he has to understand. Snap his head. Who's blocking for him? Right. So this is I a very linebacker good. makes a great play. He yeah, does a great job. Play to run, and yep. you got to be careful running this play because this is a very, very hard play to run for quarterbacks in the NFL. Because it it. And, and look at the low snap too; it disrupts it. Balls on the ground. So you yeah. don't te- you can't tell Sean, but his peripheral vision is looking right there. Oh, of course it is. And and I'll tell you what what else too at times. Is it Jalen Hurts will also put his when he starts to when he starts to press and and go parallel to get outside to stretch the edge? If that linebacker at times overruns it, he will reserve the right to put his foot in the ground and, and get north. That That's exactly right. Yep. If it doesn't collapse like that, he'll put his foot and get inside that. It's a great job by fifty-seven there. Tremendous job. You can't play it any better than he did. No, he's reading his keys and he understood what the play was. That's a great job of scouting because that's a play that usually will gas you. Yep. We got a little empty, Sean. We either know it's QB run game or throwing the ball, right? Yep. Now, here, here's the problem. Defenses. Watch this, JB. So freeze it right there. Back it up just a little bit, JB. Now, we're taught in this league to keep – there, everybody has a, an assignment, right? Somebody's got to keep their art, especially against this guy. And so who would you think that is down here to the left? On this line, circle him for me, JB. It's got either him, right? But when knowing that if somebody, if you're going inside, somebody's got to come outside, right? But watch this. Somebody, watch what you do and give him a free run. 
You get two guys in the same gap. Watch this. The, deep, the, the outside rusher. Boom. You're done. You're, you're, he's an east and west escaper. He's not a north and south climber normally. That's he's bad a, football that's by that's a what that, right. sound. Right. It's not at all. There's no. This is somebody's got to come out right with your outside arm free to force him into help. What happens is you get greedy or selfish or don't know the assignment. Freeze it. You're talking about the best in the league at doing this. And he is, and you know going in that Brady, think Tom Brady. Tom Brady is what I call a north and south climber where he wants to be able to reset up in the pocket towards the line of scrimmage when he has to reset and sit there. If Jalen Hurts is an escape, he's an east and west guy, meaning horizontal escape guy. And knowing that going in, you just played right into his hands. You collapse. There's nobody out there to come outside for contain and force him back into help. Now he's got a three. He can run it. He can find somebody underneath and get it to him quick, or somebody's going to be running free because now there's nobody chasing. He's got carte blanche. This is a horrible, either horrible assignment flaw by the player or bad design, and I have a hunch it wasn't the design. Somebody screwed up. I'm going to tell you right now, though. Bosa and Armstead aren't doing this. No, no. They're not, absolutely not. They're not. He, you're not. This isn't going to happen. But that's two guys in the same gap. One, that's what I said. One, listen, well, the left guard could have blocked them both. One, they, that's what I mean. They both somebody screwed up because both guys are. In, if they were playing a game, then the then the tackle didn't get outside. Or if they were playing that the end was supposed to take an outside rush and he dipped inside because he was selfish and wanted to be a hero. Two guys, the sixty-nine can block both. And they're both in the same gap, oh, which Sean, plays right talk, into the hands of an east and west escape guy. What? Let's talk to everybody about what gap sound means. So we're no tight ends, okay? There's no tight ends in the game right now. There is a tight end in the game, but he's he's extended. Yeah. He's removed from the box. He's expanded from the formation of the line of scrimmage. So frustrates me so bad when I see this. C gap, okay? That is a C gap defender, okay? We call him C gap. This right here is B gap, okay? We have to have somebody in B gap. That's either this linebacker or this guy. A gap is this guy, all right? He's what we call A gap, all right? Now, on the left side, there has to be a B gap fitter right here and a C gap fitter on this you, side. You mean an A gap fitter on the on the left side? Uh, a gap, I'm sorry. So yes. this A and A, and then we have a B and a C. This is B gap. So we don't need two B gap defenders. Oh, so, it'd be like having two guys in the flat on coverage. Yes. You can't do it. So we are gap unsound here. And now it tells my quarterback, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And, 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 but you're, and you're also doing it to the guy who you know all season long has destroyed people doing this is how he escapes. Most of it is he trusts that he's going to get the edge as opposed to climbing. They do so, it again, coach. I say I, I I don't know what they're doing, and neither do they. Neither do they. Now this is just a good smart. This is smart ass football. Is that Goddard for the score? Great I'm job. Right this 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 needs to be more accurate in Frisco. He's not going to one hand grab this every time. Oh no, he's not. But a great job of seeing, not being greedy. Get it to the guy who falls down. No, you're throwing it to the right guy. Just make it a little easier. Catch, great catch, and nice run and effort after to get in. Uh, you're not going to have this much free reign when you're playing against the guys in Northern California and goes vice versa for Purdy to his guys. You ain't going to have a lot of space either there. They are going to maul you. 
No doubt. Great job getting the first score. Now we got a little 12, 12 personnel wing set. Uh, you can even call it 13 personnel, three tight ends in the game. Um, we're just going to hammer the ball. Yeah, a little stretch play or gut play, we called it. 40, 50, gut, 60, 70 outside. That's not a main stretch. That's not a big seven outside stretch, six outside stretch play. Just a little gut play and and hoping you can gash it. If not, give me three or four yards. Let's go back to the the, the, the maturation process of Jalen Hurts, Coach. So we start to play off, and we got a little too high look. We got a little we call disco and dice. Disco and dice is like rolling the dice. We're going to get a guy screwing down. We call it screwing down, and we're going to got to get to rolling top. So one guy's going to roll, one guy's going to screw down. Jalen Hurts' maturation process is understanding this guy is now starting to screw down for some reason. Why is he screwing down? Why is he coming down so tight to my tight end? Why is he coming down? So now I got to expect this guy to blitz, this guy to cover, and now I got to understand I'm getting something. Now, this is a 50 front, all right? We got a 50 little, little look here. So now the safety's coming down, and he, I got to be alert. I like how Hurt slows down the, the snap count. The tempo, and that's right. the offensive line to recognize the pressure and exoticness here. And now we can say, all right, Let's push the one-plus ID to him or to him so we can protect this so I can get the football out. And you know what, And JB, just before you snap it, go back to how he, from the beginning, when you, when folks, when you, this is called, remember I told you about poise and he has great command? Watch this, okay? See something that looks different. All right, man, I'm into my cadence. And a lot of guys will hurry, watch this. Okay, I see it, double cadence. Let him now get their set because now we're seeing it. Now we go, they went hut hut, and then he walks back, he holds them. Now he comes back, and here's why. He allows Kelsey to adjust the line call. No panic, plenty of time on the play clock. And now get him so there's nothing worse than being in a hurry, and all of a sudden the guy's trying to get through his calls. You can't get to it because the quarterback's not patient. Allow them to know who they're going to block. That's half the battle, to know who to get. The other half is how to get them. And they've been doing a pretty good job of both this year. Now they're faking the QB sneak that everyone's running where they're pushing them, Sean. Yeah, okie doke. They got all these wrinkles built into this. I like it. I do. I love this play. I love this play. That's got Andy Reid wrinkle to it, doesn't it, JB? Yes. That's something Andy do, right? Everybody's yes. thinking quarterback sneak. You got a guy, you th right now, if I'm thinking you think Dallas God is going to push Hurts, pop in behind him and push him, what do you do? Boom, let's get to the edge where everybody is a big quarterback. It reeks a quarterback sneak and, and lean on him. Bam, quick pitch outside. Let him get to the edge and watch watch uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, you're in a position, perfect position to be able to help seal edge. We don't need much. And guess what we don't We don't need much. And guess what you get? A lot because the Philadelphia Eagles up front sound, accurate pitch and toss. And great job. AJ did not knock anybody down, make him go the long way. And he does. Smart play. I love the guts. Great play design. It looks like you're either taking a knee or running quarterback sneak. What do they do? Boom. Edge. Beautiful. Sean, I got to be honest, Sean. I am very impressed with watching number 54 for the New York Giants. This guy is reading his keys and he's doing exactly what the fuck he's taught to do, which you don't see anymore in the NFL. Most guys in the NFL right now are is going to be the guy that's going to fucking try to jump over the pile. Well, they want to be a hero. 
every play. This guy recognizes this play, which they have not seen, because you know why, Sean? They're in cover zero, man, or man free, and he knows he has the fucking running back. Yep. And he's doing his job. Exactly. Look at that. And he runs like hell. Just That's a great job recognizing this play because everyone in Mama thinks Jalen Hurts is going to quarterback sneak it. Yep. I like I like disciplined football players, man. They they are they're they'll help you out. They, New York Giants are trending in the right direction. They are, and you know what? That's big Dable, the Brian Dable, the way he's changed thing is the number one priority is you know we always say help your buddy, but you got to help. You got to do your job first, then you can go help a friend when it's on the football field. You know, to spend time taking and that's what that linebacker is doing. You're told to play man to man on the back. You play man to man on the back. He starts to flow. You go. This is a great read too. This is what's a smash. Watch this, folks. Yeah, this is here's the read for this. Real simple. It's a simple read. You're going mirrored route freeze. It's semi mirrored route at the top too. I think they're doing the same thing. It's two by two, and you're reading either rotation one way or if it's cover two. This is what it is. The quarterback. His first, once he knows the coverage, his head, that head's going to snap. If he decides to come here, going right to the corner. After he knows there's no blitz, boom, his head snaps here first. He sees this. If that corner sits there, go through your reads. But watch watch the leverage of the corner, and his head goes right to him. This is called, you never go broke, taken by. So freeze. Look at this now. Freeze. Look at the this easiest interception in football, folks, is a corner retreating with his ass to the sideline on the smash route. He keeps retreating, retreating. You throw the sideline, like turn it into like a deep out. He said it's easy. You see it every weekend in football. And he reads a guy, sits down on a mirrored route. The corner's depth. He comes right now. And this is going to get as many yards as you would have if you'd have thrown the corner route anyway. Corner gets depth, throw it to this guy right now. Stick your foot in the ground. Rip it. Now watch what A.J. Brown does after he gets his football in his hand. There is no wasted motion. There's no bullshitting. There's no trying to force it to the corner because you're selfish and greedy in the red zone. This is just smart, poised, knowing what you're supposed to do. Read the corner. If he collapses and gets depth, throw the ball to the underneath guy, whether it's a hitch or a runaway, now. Sean, can we break down why? Let's let's explain this real quick so we can we do things nobody else does and everyone just wants to be on ESPN and talk about how it's a completion. They don't want to give you the process and do the work. Explain to everybody that we have mirrored routes. We have this route and we have a corner route here and we have the same route here. The reason you see the tight end running more of an out route instead of a corner route is because this safety is screwed down more okay? shallow, yeah. tighter than that one. Right. So with mirrored routes, everyone's asking, okay, why did Jalen Hurts come down here? And the one down here, just so people know the tight end, he wanted to come out of that and take a deep angle. That's his job to get to the pylon. But because of the way the coverage played it, you're forced into, and the quarterback would have flattened him with the throw. If the corner jumped A.J. Brown, this is going to turn into about a 15 to 18-yard sail route slash out route, and he's going to throw it to Dallas Goddard. That's where he's throwing the football. Right but there. That's exactly right. There's more space to go a little higher angle at the top because of the safety's depth, and he's on the hash. The corner no, down here into the boundary has got less to go. Sure you clap it up for Sean. Sean has made the key word for all you guys out there that don't understand. I'm throwing to the boundary because of the hash that I'm on. It's an easier decision. We have the same numbers, 
both ways, okay? One, two. One, two. That's a safety. That's a safety. So why throw it way the fuck out here when I can come to the boundary and read one guy, him? And it's a simple read. Guys I'm get so greedy. And one thing I got need to know, whether it's a corner route, a wheel route, a go route, a big post, just because we call it doesn't yes. mean you have to throw it. Yes. And that's a problem a lot of young guys and even older cats get into. We call a go route and a quarterback thinks, oh, shit, they call it a go. Well, if it's too deep, don't throw it if you're not throwing the, the whole shot. This ball, look at A.J. Brown, got as many yards as the, the tight end was going to get on the outcut sale route. That's, yep. just a, that's just a simple read that we've been running since you were in the ninth grade that he didn't get greedy. I've seen guys try to force that ball down the field that are pros and getting paid. And it doesn't do you. And then you end up sitting on a bench. That's a great read by Hertz. Sure, I, I gotta be honest. I love, I love the giants. DC. He was in Baltimore forever. You know him. Well, he's Luke Martindale. He's awesome. Martindale has been great. Yep. I, I don't know by watching this. If, if Wink has gotten to be stuck in old school ways where we're going to, we're going to beat you with our front four. In this case, our front six, we're going to six man box you. And I don't know if you can do this one high man look versus these bunch sets. I think the Eagles OC did a hell of a job getting into more bunch open sets. And now it's making it very easy on Jalen to recognize and count numbers. What yeah, the fuck am, I got two guys out here versus two guys. There's only one. There's only two things you could do, Sean. You can fucking play zone or you manning this up. Right. And we have all kind of grass, Sean. Like, there's grass here to be played in. And I just think that he's well, he's making Jalen Hurts' job very simple on offense as a play caller. The OC there in Philly does a good job. I like him a lot. Um, Shane, I, Shane Steichen. He's yeah. stuck in his way, Sean. I think you got to get into some too high here and start to cloudy his decision-making. Yeah, and he did. And Wink is a hell of a coach. And once again, here's Hurts. And these are hard yards in a red zone, JB. And you and I both know this. An excellent job of reading and getting to tough yards. And he did, it's the right read, too. Folks, just so you understand, it's a simple read for him. If the outside guy, the edge rusher. Uh, by on, the way, that's Mrs. Claus. She was a bitch that tried to get some clout in the weight room over a guy. And, and my buddy, uh, we're going to talk about her tomorrow. Uh, so everyone doesn't think that I'm some weirdo fuck that popped up. Uh, I showed her on my show yesterday. This broad went into a weight room and tried to get attention from a guy and made a, a 5 million view viral video. And uh, and then she had to delete it. And me and Brandon Fajoko blasted her and was like, why are you fucking naked in the gym? Yeah, why, I mean, are you, why are you clouting? Is that what you're saying? Why yeah, you why, why clout? are you clout chasing, You got to go get clout. Well, yeah. why, why are you clout chasing, dog? You, you just a clout chasing in the gym? Yeah, you yeah. ugly hoe. Okay, go back to uh, the last one, please, real quick. I know we're almost yeah. done because we've been on a while, but I want to see. Uh, go back to the play before, if you can. Well, you have to chase. Yeah, we get out of here. You got to go to sleep. You got thirty-six shows. Hey, what, now watch this. Now here we again. go. Right here. Get, get to get to the back of the end zone. The the the, the back the behind hurts the second level from his the helmet cam level. Even though it's not a helmet cam, this one. Now wait, circle his read, JB. It's real simple. Easy. You're going to read that guy, um, but on the inside, on the handoff on this one, the, 
wait, go back. Is this the play that he ran and kept it? No, go back. Go back a full play. The one um, before this. Yeah. The one before this. This is the one I wanted to see. The one that Hurts kept it. And do it from the end zone shot that you just had on that one. This right here. Watch. His, the read is, see the guy at the hand in the dirt, folks? Yeah, right here. That's the read key. That's right. Now watch. If he comes, if he if he attacks down, Hertz is simply going to pull it. If he if he comes up the field, he's going to give it inside. Sean, look at, at easy I read. Gotta just go, I gotta go back to Wink Martindale. He's really stuck in old school football. I'm just this I'm is just too easy, too easy. Sean, and I where, love Wink Martindale. We we got an over front here. I want to explain everybody what's going on. We have a. We have a over front, all right? We got the three technique right there. We got a DN. We got a backer, all right? The number one option stopping defense is if you, what we call gap responsible exchange, all right? We got, we running a gap exchange. And you have to run a gap exchange in this formation to stop the run for the cue. So if the defensive end, for everybody out there that don't understand, if the defensive end is going to crash and take the back, we have to have what we call a, top. a gap exchanger for the quarterback. Right. You don't need a fucking B gap, an A gap, and a C gap defender with no D gap defender. We have to have somebody for the quarterback. I've never, I haven't seen this bad a defense by two NFL DCs, Tampa Bay last week against the Cowboys. This game this week, I don't understand how we're in the NFL and don't understand that if he crashes, we need a fucking looper. I got high school guys that are going to read this and get yards. I'm just telling you. That's just too easy. And especially, and especially down there. Sean, if I'm, I'm calling offense, I'm expecting him to take the cue. Yeah, and, and greet him right at the freaking line of scrimmage. Yes. Get your ass downhill and greet him. Exactly right. If I'm getting this every day by week, Martindale, Sean, I'm fucking pulling the ball all goddamn night. And rushing for 200 yards with the quarterback. You ain't I mean, lying, dude. Uh, it's too easy. Too easy. And then you got first contacts from your free safety. Really? Okay. I, I know better high school DCs that'll, that'll gap exchange that right now. Now, I'm not saying they're week, Martindale. What I'm saying is, I know guys that'll fucking account for that game right there. Of course you do. It's 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 not very sound. I don't understand. Sean. But see how great Jalen Hurts, though, is with this? He's doing a great job of commanding the line of scrimmage, isn't he, JB? Sean, if I go into a game on defense, if you're my if you're my if I if you run this offense for the Eagles and I'm the D coordinator, yep. I gotta come into this game and saying, All right, my philosophy is gonna be A stop the running back or B stop the quarterback. I'm not letting Three option play. Yeah, if so, you let if you oh. let Hertz if, if Hertz ruts for a bucks twenty in this game, then you're done. You you that's the number one priority. You can't let him beat you with his feet on this with with the, him and the running back. Sean, that's how do be you priority know one. that? Hey JB, how do you know if they're going to run option? This is how you know. Any fucking time the back is on one Staggered. side of the QB or the other, it gives me an opportunity to read the defensive end or some one. I'm running some type of option action with the backfield. So if I get this offset back look on offense as a DC, I have a philosophy in the, going into this week. Hey, listen, you're going to take the back every time. You're going to loop over for the cue. We're going to fill the lane and the alley with the safety. 
and we're going to fucking make him hand the football off. That's yep. going to be my first philosophy as a DC. Make Jalen Hurts hand the football. You know what's going to happen? 49ers, D'Amico Ryans is going to have them. They're not letting him have free reign. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to tell you as I'm sitting in their linebackers, Greenlaw and friggin' Fred Warner run like a scalded dog, dude. They are, they run sideline to sideline. They fill and they greet your ass and they are sound. Both these defenses are sound with the Philly, Philly and, and the 49ers. This is not sound. It's too easy. And, and you cannot let the going into this game. If, if Jalen hurts ends up dominating San Francisco, like this team did with their feet, 44 carries, then San Francisco didn't learn anything. It'll be a different story. Just like we said, it's going to be tougher for Dak coming out of Tampa Bay and dealing with the 49ers, and we were right. Same thing here, man. Jalen knows this, but he's really doing a good job of – but it's a pretty easy read for him down here. These are hard, man, hard yards and protecting the football, but not sound, JB. You're exactly right, and they were going to have to hit the quarterback this week, and here's another one. This is perfect Run. execution of this play. Perfect. Run solution, right? Yep, boom, sees it. Now watch this accurate throw to Devontae. Watch with it. It's on his, it's on his upfield eye. He gives uh, A.J. Brown a chance to get out in front of him. The ball is thrown to where he catches it in stride and doesn't have to slow down. He just outflanks the underneath guy that's not being blocked and beats him to the edge. The guys in there are done. Those guys can't get there. Devontae's too fast. This throw has to be if you want him to score. Think about his, up, his right eye, his upfield eye as he – Gets a little bubble. He allows there's some space so A.J. Brown can go get the corner. And he just outruns. If this is an underneath that throws behind him, the, the underneath, the guy covering him in the slot, going to run him down. Watch this. This is great read, great urgency, great accuracy. And then your speed wide receiver beats you to the pylon. It's just John, let me ask you something. Why the fuck are you in the end zone safety? Well, do we, we, we ask this question every week. What, what, you what, you what, and I this ask this. This is a fucking NFL or junior pop warner. Right, well, then why don't we just play the game? Why don't we just play the red zone with 10 players? Sean. He's out of the play. Nine fucking guys to the double tight end side. Are we that fucking worried about the two tight ends? Can we worry about the field side of this thing? And if you're going to do that, take that safety, Jay, then he should be well, at least put him into play so he can run down. You've seen the. And right there. Put it just, right. 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 He can backpedal if he needs if he's worried about getting beat over there. We have the end zone to help us. That's the twelfth man. Fuck and going your back, ass right there. Right, going back, JB, to what you said when the person said, "Well, how do you know it's going to be inside zone run or read?" Because this is what they do, just like this. This is what they do. They love to run the the either the now screen or this quick screen. Get him on the edge and have their big receiver block. He flanks out. You've basically just taken the safety out of play. Get his ass in play so he can and and flank him out so he knows that. He can at least help to get to the edge because he won't be blocked. It just it makes he's watch watch what he does standing in the end zone. Watch watch how watch how effective he is on this play. Stands flat footed, late, bad angle. Watch this comes downhill. Oh, I got to readjust. Guy's too fast. If you're in the right spot, the ball's on the three yard line. They may score anyway, but you can't. He's 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 not he's not involved in the play. And in the red zone, you have back of the end zone help. So you can squeeze. It, it, and I'm be not, honest, it's not sound football. We watch, we we watch Seattle get get called for two offensive lines linemen downfield. Well, I got a news for you. 
There's an offensive lineman downfield on every fucking football play in America. I, I, I'm seeing more minute plays called a penalty on lineman downfield. Look, let's just take a look at the fucking left guard here. Is he not downfield? He is. And, so and why are we not calling everything consistently? Right. Is this ball caught? This guy's downfield. This guy's fucking downfield, by the well, way. He, he's a, he gets to him at the, at the six or five-yard line. Greets him at the six, pushes him to the five. Was that ball caught behind the line of scrimmage? No. Okay. If Not it is, all. you're okay. Yeah, it's legal. It's a Judgment screen. call. That's right. All right, man. But, I'm hitting the sheets, brother. I got to go. I know. Hey, uh, let me get it. Yeah, let me get out of here. Uh, I love that. I, I could watch this tape with him all day because yeah, I know. You see what everything they do, they play so much horizontal football, but they execute it so well, and they never made an adjustment, and that's why they got curb stomped. It was too easy, JB. Yeah. I'm going to head to Vegas tomorrow with the buddy that go watch this East-West Shrine game. Okay. And then I'll be back uh, Saturday, and then I'm going to have my little poker party Sunday, watch the games, and then we can get back on it next Tuesday. Yeah, and if you have anything you want to do or if you want to do a 15-minute pre before one of the games and say hello and just give our prediction. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'll be here all weekend So because I just oh. got back and – Anything you need, let me know, brother. I love you. It's a great show. And to all our people, you can tell JB and I love doing this. We're into it. And we, you we know, get we get frustrated. Hoes. We're not even on their payroll, on the team's payroll. But, and Sean loves fat hoes, FYI. Uh, well, I just know this. Uh, why you got to be stunting on, on them hoes, man? Hey, you like them thick with two C's or thick with a K? Double C. Got to go two C's. Don't you? I mean... I got a person out there saying she's thick with two C's, and I'm just like, you got a disease. No acetal. Yeah, well, there's that. And then then it's P-H-A-T or F-A-T. You're more of an F-A-T guy. No, I I, I don't (laughs) like putting flour on their fucking rolls, man, and buttering it up. You just like it when you give it a little tap and it come back and hit you four times. That's what you like, right? I'm in the home of earthquakes, ain't I? Yeah, we just had one, didn't you? You all right? Everything okay there? Didn't you guys hey, have one? At 4.2, hey, Skip Bayless, stop reporting four fucking point two earthquakes. We're, we have those every fucking day. You worry about Shannon Sharp, motherfucker. That's your GPA. You're a 4.2 honor student, brother. 4.2. Hey, hey, I'll tell you right now, I was lucky to get a 1.2. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. They had IQs through the roof, brother. It's because you didn't want to do it. because you wanted to bullshit. Okay, right. hey, you're, you're chasing all the, you're, ch- you're out there stunting is what's hey, happening. Application is a real thing. If you don't apply yourself, <laughs> I'll tell you. Hey, hey it, it, apply yourself to something, right? At least something. Right. right. I didn't apply myself to school, Sean. I was horrible. But you could pull. I could tell I you that. I myself to them hoes. Did you, did you uh, pin and pull every now and again? Yeah, fucking right, I pin and pulled. <laughs> What was it? Hash number sidelines? Is that what you did? The sheets? Hash number sidelines? Is that how you did it? Hash number sidelines, dog. <laughs> hey, you pull that sheet back, and if that fucking thing flops back and hits you four times, she's F-A-T. Oh. I like P-H-A-T. You do. You like a P-H. But you, know, you don't know anything about the LBC. We'll roll up on you where you were from. Shit. You, don't, you don't want any part of me from the you LBC. You don't know about the Thai food or the tacos in fucking Long Beach. You'd rather have San Diego tacos. They like fucking Del Tacos. Dude, I'll mention it every show. You don't even want, don't ever, just don't come to the mean streets without me by your side. I don't want anything to happen to you, dude. You roll up into the mean streets of Esco, and you don't get a carne asada with guac, keep it moving, brother. 
You don't get a California burrito, you're going to get smoked. (laughs) Fuck that. That's exactly right. Got to have avocado on it. You got to go avocado on it. I'm avocado all day long. Hey, this motherfucker right here has got so many goddamn legs, it's walking. (laughs) That's daddy long leg spider. You know those long, that spiders growing up, they had about 18 legs, a big old daddy long. That's what you're drinking. That spider right there, all those legs and that wine. Hey, you rather have a short hole with fat ass or a skinny ass with long legs? Oh, no. I, I, I'm listen. I got to tell you, I, I'm not ever banging olive oil that skinny. No, thanks. I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, give a love tap and hit and hit a pelvic bone. I'm out. Okay. No. Okay. I, I it, Hey, when in doubt, give me five extras as opposed to five pounds less. Does that make sense? If you go into the doctor and they say, get on a scale and one looks like a hockey stick with hair and the other one, you know, May, I, I'm going, I, I'm always, I, I'm going to, always got to be a tad more than a tad less. Does that make sense? Hey, what happened to you, man? What happened to you? What happened to you? What happened to me? What happened, what to, happened to me is I joined your show and turned into, and, and you turned me into the nut job that you could only, you're, listen, McChesney says same thing. Shit, look, you fucked everybody up, dude. Look what you've done. Look at you, my household's about to kill you too, so keep it up. Hey. You just want somebody to go in there and make you some food, man. I know how you do. I want some fucking carne asada. Yeah, with a little, like I said, with some guac and some extra hot salsa, right? Fuck yeah. Hey, leaders create more leaders, not more followers. Shit. That's exactly right. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Enjoy your red wine and your nightcap of a vanilla cigar and a, and a white claw. Okay. <laughs> A vanilla cigar, a white claw, and your fucking red wine. And then before you go to bed, make sure you just tap onto that white wine spritzer you got in a keg. Okay? Hey, I, I wish I would smoke a fucking vanilla cigar. God damn. Yeah. I'm going to be like you on fucking the coach on fucking uh, goddamn movie you're in. B- bitch warmers. <laughs> bitch warmers, twisting, twisting nipples. you damn right. Dude, if I ever roll up into your house and you're smoking like a raspberry or vanilla cigar, we're going to fight, okay? Just understand that right now. Hey, by the way, man, I'll I'll look forward to seeing you for the Super Bowl. Just stock that fridge. I got to stock that fridge with mimosas and white claws, bitch, because I know that's what you got, okay? Hey, go to sleep, man. You got 28 shows to get on tomorrow. (laughs) I fucking love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you too, brother. Thanks. Later. All right. All right, guys. I appreciate everybody, man. Hit that like button, subscribe, become a member. I'll see you guys tomorrow. 6 a.m. right here on the Coach AB Show. Brandon Fajoko. Brandon Fajoko joins me, L.A. Chargers. We're going to get after it. Appreciate everybody, man. Enjoy it. Hit the like button. Reshare our tweets and stories. You know this is the greatest show on earth. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early. Peace. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. You love it, you better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no-nonsense but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great, legendary Sean Salisbury. 